You mean a donkey show in Mexico? No, he wasn't. That <laughs> he was, was in Tijuana? That's his stepdaughter. <laughs> that's Alex. his stepdaughter. Milkshake, milkshake, do the shake. Lulu is going to fuck you. No. She's going to drug you and she's going to fuck you. Because that's what Lulu does, all right? <laughs> no, Gutenberg. Deal with it. I'm dealing. Okay. As long as you know what's happening. Yeah, I'm going to change my shirt. I'm going to change, change, change my shirt. Going to change my shirt. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And welcome to Rob Jack in the Year of Infinite Plunder. I say year because we've been podcasting for over a year now. It has been one year, roughly, since we've started Ramjack, Brad. It's been a year. We've That's made a change. It. We've made it. We made it. We've been doing this for a year consecutively. Do you remember when we first started? I do. It was a wacky time. The world was a different place. I think Gerald Ford was president, if I'm not mistaken. I had a different roommate. You had a different roommate? You did. I had a different, I had a different room. I lived in a different location. I still had a twin bed, as opposed to... A big bed. <laughs> or a queen bed, I guess. I had a twin bed and moved to a king bed and then back to a twin bed. That was my twin bed. I moved to your twin bed. Dude, a lot of stuff has happened in this year. I thought you were about to say a lot of stuff has happened on that twin bed and I was afraid. <laughs> Trust, you're all right. Okay. You're okay. Guys, right. I'm Alex. Hosting the show with me is Brad. How's it going? Obviously, you Hello? guys know who we are. We've been here for I a year. I hope so. Where have you been? Don't sleep on the show, guys. Don't, Don't sleep, sleep on it, because this is going to be a special episode. We're getting back to our roots, right? Back to our ruts. Now, we're going to be talking about a film later in the show. What film is this, Brad? Yeah, the little film. Uh, a great American cinematic classic, Can't Stop the Music, starring, of course, Steve Gutenberg and the Village People. Village People or The Village People? There's a lot of contention about that. We'll get to that later. But there's stuff to talk about before that. As Absolutely. Brad mentioned... We've been here for a year. Been here a year. A year. A whole year. Let's go back to episode one. In that episode, we talked about the Cincinnati Fringe Festival. Yes. Well, guess what? It's over again. I guess that really is because when the Cincinnati Film Festival, that's because I remember that being yeah. the key point. I was like, oh yeah, Ramjack's been done for a year. Yeah, it was kind of awkward, guys. Don't really, you don't really have to go back and listen to that first episode. Because <laughs> really, it still has some humor. To yeah, it. I mean, it's really funny. The Jim Cotta stuff's awesome. But we ran that Gomez thing in for a few episodes. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, just talking about the Cincinnati Fringe Festival was kind of weird. Reviewing shows that were a over. And be really only local to Cincinnati, so didn't really have a lot of a broader appeal. But, you know, it's, uh, it's what it is. It's what it is. Should we talk about this year's film festival? We, I, I know you had a lot of experiences, which would be interesting to talk we're about. We're going to talk about this one for just a taste. First of all, sure. first of all, sadly, um, I hurt my back and was not able to see as many shows as I did last year. So I only saw a handful of shows. Which is tragic. It is, it is. Um, some good shows, some lame shows. Overall, I, I don't think this year was as up to par. I would agree. And I didn't even see as many shows as you did. I bought yeah. the six-show pass. Didn't even use one of the shows. Which is crazy. You just gave Dude. money to the No Theater. You should have bought an extra ticket to my show. And I felt bad about that. I got I got co-opted in to write a show for the Performance Gallery. Mm-hmm. Or a show called The Council. It's called The Council. It has to be about uh, a city council. And it was like, beyond that, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Run with it. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's awesome. I had a very short amount of time to work in. Much less time than I'm usually comfortable. How long did you have? I had about three weeks before we were supposed to go into rehearsal. They said, you know, of course, they were like, we can delay that, of course. But I was like, no, just give me three weeks. I'll do what I can. Because I don't want you guys... I didn't want them to lose rehearsal time. Very true. Brad, you're very professional with all this. This is also coming from a guy who I know has written more than one play in the span of a week. And we're absolutely brilliant. Now, you tweaked them afterwards, but I mean... 
Well, I mean, and also, yeah, and I also had lots of notes ready. This, I, uh, it was, it's rough. I can do it. It just requires not doing much else. Cutting back on the sleeping, the eating, the working, everything, and just working on a play, which I can do, and I'm cool with doing because it's my, it's my career, it's my life's work. So I did that. I came up with a show. I was kind of happy with it. I, if I, I wish I would have had like a couple more weeks to tweak it, but you know, you do what you can. Let me just say, this was the most ridiculous rehearsal experience of my life. You went in with high hopes. I did. You you were excited. You kept. I don't know if you tweeted this, but you definitely mentioned it to me more than a few times. Like yeah. it's so awesome to work with the professional people. Yeah, working with these awesome professional people because because I knew so many people. You know, going to this, I was like, oh wow, it's great. You know, I know all these people that are involved in this company, and I really love them. And it's you know, a lot of people that have, you know they know my work. Um, a lot of new faces as well, but you know, a lot of people that I was, I respected. Yeah, but people that you knew and right. tried and true folks. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I knew some of those people. Right, right, right. Boy, did I get burnt. <laughs> got burned dude i, got I thought it was really, it was really it was crazy to see that arc of like yes and then all of a sudden like oh oh Crashing no pain. oh no yeah I was the show honest. wasn't bad yeah. dude i i enjoyed no, it no no the show came out okay it wasn't my show but it came out okay i'm a completely honest person i'm a completely open book you are i don't really keep secrets that much so i don't mind letting these things out there that's why i'm telling you the listener yes and Conti Kuttner, if you're out there listening, you can go fuck yourself, and I will never work with you again. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Brad. <gasps> what? Who, who is this? Um, who are you referring to? We're, well, we're referring to... Because those are strong words to say to someone. Are they? They're accurate words to say to someone. Because there was this one bitch, this one fucking bitch, worst human on the planet, I think. Overall, I am a player. I love, I love working with actors. I love writing for actors. I love giving them awesome stuff to say and do. I'm not too beholden to my work. So I'm very comfortable working with actors and for actors, and I generally get along very well with actors. Most of my best friends are actors. But you know what? Some actors are complete douchebags. Wow, Brad. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about actors for a while. Right. Even after everything you've said. Yeah. I will say this, though, because you complain about this woman a lot. Yeah. I mean, you've given her the nickname... Cunny Cunner. From Cuntwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when I saw the show, I didn't really think she was that bad. I mean, I saw it. But I was like, you know, for what does I mean? She has no character at she all. She has no character. But she kind of blends whatever. into the wall, the white wall behind her. For city all, council no. was like, okay, I can see this woman on a city council. Yeah, not that's necessarily what she needed to be doing as an actor, right. In this play, especially all, considering but, her character was supposed to be the most, you know, over the top, angry, <laughs> fiery character on stage. Oh well, that didn't come out at all. Right. That woman was nothing like that. No, she was dead inside. Like, she wouldn't try anything. She wouldn't do it. If it wasn't her way, she wasn't doing it. She argued with the director constantly. Anytime he would try to give her a note, and I had such an awesome director, Daryl Harris, I oh, love you. yeah, he's an he's, amazing man. He's an amazing, amazing human being. And, and, like, and he's very much about just trusting the actors and giving them, you know, free reign to, you know, try things out and do what they'd like to do, you know, within, you know, bounds of reason. And this bitch just ran completely over that. Anytime he would try to give her a note, she would try to get out of it. Like, one time, he was like, in the scene, uh, why don't you just leave your computer um, on the table when you, when you leave the room? So like, I don't think my character would leave her computer on stage. Uh, I think she would take it with her. Yes, but it, it takes up more time if you, if you close down a computer and then open it back up on stage, and you're only going to be gone for less than five minutes. I just don't feel comfortable as my character um, leaving my computer there. Listen, you fucking bitch. What the hell are you talking about? Dude, is she checking her email while she's on stage? Probably. So checklist number one. She wasn't one. acting. Let's make a checklist. <laughs> number one, first thing about uh, this woman is she's not an actor. Not an actress. Not an actress. At, at all. all. At all. Okay. At all. What, what would be another check against her in this respect? Um, not an actress. Well, you know what she is? Oh, what is she? Um, she's a thief in the night. She's a... 
Oh, so she's not only not qualified for this because she's not an actress, she's also a thief? She's a thief in the night. A thief in the Let night. Let me tell you what this bitch does for she's her career. Jesus. So she was complaining about where we were rehearsing because it was too far away from where she lived. It was fine for everyone else in the cast. But this one, but this bitch had too much trouble. I'm not gonna. I don't want to drive all that way. Well, she signed up, so she had an obligation to do it. Right. And as part of a team, you would think that she'd be like, you know what, guys? Yeah, I, I, I believe right. in this show. I believe in what I'm doing. I will drive. Right. No. But not her. No. She missed basically half the rehearsals until we moved locations because she had space in her in her work that we could rehearse in. So about halfway through, we moved to her place of business, a place where she is a thief in the night, because it was a fucking homeopathic. Alternative health, hippie jive, new agey bullshit health clinic that does chiropractic and homeopathy, and we have scented candles, and we heal your chakras, and we do homeopathy. We give you water and pretend it's a medicine, and we steal your money and pretend to give you medical treatment. That's what she does for a living. I do healing massage. Fuck you. I was so in because I had no idea that that's where where we were going to. I just knew we were going to a place called the Alliance Center. I didn't know. It's it called was... the Alliance Center? Yeah. Wow. I did. You did show me a brochure from this that sounded like the craziest stuff. It's all bullshit. It's like complete medical quackery. These, this is a place where, pe- where they take money from people and pretend to give them medical treatment. And it's morally wrong. Fours and twos, man. What are you going to do? Oh, four and two bullshit. It's morally wrong. There's no way around it. It's morally abhorrent what she does for a career. So I don't respect her at all as a human. <laughs> As an actress, she's not. What would be a third strike? She, what argue, well, she, well, she argues against the director, and she's a spy. She's a spy? <laughs> she's a stalker spy. Is this your nemesis, Brad? She, Is I, this the epitome of everything? She's everything I hate in a human. Wow. Oh, fuck this bitch. So why, how, talk about the stalking thing, because that's the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, the night that we moved into this place, and I'm just filled with rage at seeing it where we are, and what they do, and how much money they <laughs> I think you texted me when you were there, yeah. like, just like, I'm fixing to go into rage mode. My blood pressure got so high, like, I was, like, shaking. Dude, just chill I was out. so, ang- they have a gift shop, by the way. <laughs> Not for just buying presents, no, this is for buying treatments. Ooh. Yeah, our gift shop sells medical treatments. Ooh. Bullshit. Fucking ass. I've never. I was so angry. So I, I, I got on Twitter and I said something to the effect of, "I cannot believe that I'm having a rehearsal in a goddamn alternative health clinic." Quotation marks. <laughs> I am so filled with rage right now. So this bitch. Um. And the thing is, she doesn't follow me on Twitter. None of these people follow me on Twitter. And personally, I don't put this kind of stuff on Facebook because I feel like Facebook is very open to the public. Yes. Everyone's connected on Facebook somehow. You can see everyone's stuff. It's really easy. Twitter. You have to go see- seek someone out to find their information. So I feel at least the level I'm on Twitter, it's, it's somewhat private. I know who the people are that follow me. Granted, my profile is not private because I'm not a private person. I'm an open book. I don't mind anyone knowing my, my thoughts that I share with the internet. So I, I, I put this out there thinking, you know, nothing of it because I was enraged. This bitch go, starts going around to everyone in the cast and the director and everyone else. Never speaks to me, mind you. I just, uh, I just think he's, and she was, she wasn't, she wasn't quoting what I said. She was saying, I just feel really intimidated by him. I feel like he's really angry at me personally and well and i am but i'm not i never said any of this on the internet um, <laughs> i was angry because she sucks but and she starts making this whole thing about how she doesn't feel comfortable with me in the room i'm the fucking playwright it's my play bitch shut the fuck up i will say this most people never have the playwright in the room most of them are dead right <laughs> <laughs> but it's a luxury it's something you would really want as an actor it's yeah it's a great thing because if you have a question i'm there to ask i can help you i can help you with any question you have about the script another problem was these people didn't really want a script 
Yeah, maybe she talk about that for a second. The thing is, I mean, besides her being a spy, and it's, we, we'll finish that first. I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. They, the thing is, they've worked a lot with improvisation and done a lot of shows where they kind of build it themselves, which is cool. But they asked for a playwright this time, and they brought me in, and I wrote a play. And sorry, you're do, you're not you can't have my play just to improvise around. You either do my play or you don't. Those are, that's how it rolls. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how it works. You don't hire a playwright to not use the play. Sorry. So half like half the cast was pissy about having a script to begin with which was ridiculous and nothing i'm in control of whatsoever <laughs> it's completely beyond what i can do i'm sorry if you don't want a script you shouldn't be in a play <laughs> it's just how it works you just want to improv this didn't they want something that was absurdist as well yeah they which I mean, you gave them I, yeah i gave them i gave them a i gave them a very smart play you did and they didn't care and they didn't get it and they didn't try so fuck them not everyone, of course. There are some people that were absolutely amazing. There were some people who were great. The one guy who oh. came in as the mayor. Yes. Because you lost your old mayor. Yeah, we lo- we suspiciously lost our old mayor um, late in the game. And we had a guy, Paul, stepped up, and he was fucking amazing. Is it, where is he going to school? He's going to Yale. He's going to be going to Yale. Incredibly talented actor. He was amazing. I was so glad to have him. Of course, Warren Bryson, who's been in all my shows. Oh, he's amazing. Luckily, I got him back in. Um, who was it? What was the one woman's name who came in as all the different characters? Aretta. She was awesome. Oh, Aretta. I kind of wish actress. that everyone in the play um, had had her energy and yeah. more like, yeah. character development. Well, I mean, Aretta's a powerhouse. She is really that was, such a talented actress. Regina Wilhelmine, awesome. Love her. But you know, this fucking bitch was spying me out on Twitter and then like talking about people and talking to other people about me and trying to cause derision in the cast. She's evil, basically. Yeah. And then later on, um, when she decided she wasn't going to be at the, the our one and only um, tech rehearsal in the space, she just wasn't going to be there because she was too busy at work stealing money from people by providing false medical treatments. She just couldn't be there. Couldn't take that loss, even though she had known about the tech it, day forever. How does her character feel about that? Because her character doesn't <gasps> really attach to that laptop, and it's a part of tech she's going to have on stage. She would need to be there for the tech rehearsal. You would think, right? Yeah, bitch couldn't do it. Fuck it would, her. It would have been funny to try to mess mess with her by saying asking her so what does your character feel about this on anything no whatever you ask her she's immediately gonna be offended and argue with because she cannot you can't just talk to her she just can't talk to her don't talk to her brad these people come and go in our lives i'm sorry that sorry that you had such a problem with her but i, I but after she wasn't going to be there for the tech rehearsal i get on twitter and i say to the effect of there are people that i will never work with again after this didn't mention specifics didn't mention specifics at all that could mean anything and again none of these people follow me on twitter Next day, one of the other cast member, who's been informed by her about this statement, though she made it sound apparently much more specific, um, just like confronts me in a hallway with another actor randomly, just like, hey, I need to speak to you and you, pulls us in. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It's because there's spying going on. I've never in my life dealt with such unprofessional people in my life. It's kind of scary, dude. Childish. It was like fucking high school drama class. What's going on? <laughs> Though I will say our high school drama class was much more professional than this. Very true. We were class acts. Wow, man. I've never in my life experienced anything like this. Worst rehearsal experience of my life. Ever. Ever. And I'm a person that's worked on well over 40 plays in my life at this point. In varying roles. And it was the worst. This was the worst experience by far. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It was still a fun show. I enjoyed it. It was fun. We got great reviews. So that's what it is. It's a fringe festival. Yeah. Be careful. Some years it's good. Some years maybe not so much. Next year, man. Next year, guys. 
going to be turned around. Wait for some happy reviews next year. But as far as Ramjack goes, this year's going to be great. Oh, yeah. It's been a good year. Think of all the things we've accomplished in Ramjack this year. All right. <laughs> and list them. And list them? <laughs> Don't just think about them. Think about them, list them, and then get them, get them back to us. Well, I was talking to you, Alex. I was wanting you to list oh, your highlights. Oh, me? Listing <laughs> your highlights? I thought you were just thinking of, think about them. Okay. We covered mm-hmm. a lot of ground on movies. Did. We... A lot of I've seen a lot of films I never saw before. Right, learned a lot of things I didn't even know was out there to learn. We started the Freedom Militia. Started a Freedom Militia. We got a mascot in the Freedom Militia. We got a Freedom Compound. <laughs> we are making the world a better place by letting Connecticut know that it's on watch. True that, and we're making it a safer place with our safety scorecard. <laughs> we have put ourselves in numerous situations and responded to them. Admirably, Yeah. And not only that, we've given our audience the answers to those situations in case they find themselves in those situations, which is very possible. Totally possible. Super possible. We helped a young man chronicle his journeys and become a uh, British citizen or at least escape the country. (laughs) Good luck, Mike Miller. For love. Hey, by the way. For love. By the way, update. Um, I heard from Mike Miller. He's safely in the UK. Oh, really? Finally. For now. (laughs) Mike, we're coming. I, got, I, I just got a passport. I, more on that later, I guess. Nice. But yeah, Mike, we are on our way. Nice. Get ready. Had some guests. We've had lots of guests. Yeah, lots of guests. We had, we had, of course, Mike Miller, of course. Mike Miller, Jonathan Pernasek. Jonathan Pernasek. Ben. Ben. And Pfeiffer. Been good times. We had some calls from Anna Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of calls from Anna Martinez. We've, we've helped a lot of people kind of, I guess, get back into the theater by doing dramatic readings. Right. Um, right. This is a one-year spectacular. One-year spectacular. We're going to hit everything we can. Wow. We've also imparted a lot of news onto people. True that. A lot of animal news. Yeah. Cracked the stuff about the ants. Mm. We cracked the stuff about racist bees. Oh, racist jap bees. I mean, we, we've really covered a lot on Red. We have. We have. And we're going to keep it up. We're, we're keeping not, it up. We're not going anywhere. We just got this trend of motion. If anything, we've worked out some of the kinks in the first year. Absolutely. And now it's just going to be smooth sailing. Right. Look at those old apps. Unless no, you haven't listened to them. Don't forget. I mean, never forget. Never forget. But. Never forgive. What? Wait, how does that go? Well, it's not. <laughs> oh, we discovered the Christmas creep. Oh. We talked about it in depth. True that. Christmas creep. He rose in the last year. He came back in February already. He's already here. I, not, I didn't mean, I, when I said joke. he, I didn't mean... I didn't mean Christmas Creek. I oh. mean, he had risen. Oh, oh he, he is risen. He, he is, is risen. risen. We sang a song to him. We sang songs on Ramjack this year, and that, those were really fun. We had good times, guys. It's been, it's been a fun year, and it's only going to be more fun. Only going to get more fun. Guys, if you're just getting on board right now, I feel so excited for you. So excited for you. We're going to have so much fun together. So much fun on Ramjack. So let's keep it going. Keep it going. So first off, Brad, I recently got an iPod Touch because I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. Nice. I've already started to travel a little bit, but I'm going to do some traveling this summer. As I mentioned, I got a passport. Nice. Um, went up to Detroit to get that because it was the only place I could get it really fast. And I ended up not getting it in the day that I wanted to. Mm. But I did get it mailed to me within two days, which is nice. awesome. Guys, get a passport. It's fun. It's easy. Get it early or you're going to have to go to a major city and get it right. from a passport agency. But I recommend Detroit. 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, mid, like downtown, desolate. There's no one there. We got parking right in front of the building um, at a meter that was more than generous. But Alex, there's no one in Detroit. There's no humans left in Detroit. I don't know. Well, traffic really wasn't that bad driving into it. Because we drove from like pretty far north from Detroit all the way into it. And it didn't take us long. There's no one there. No one's in Detroit. I hear... Population 15. I hear 
Like everyone told me, dude, Detroit is scary as hell. There's like all kinds of just like desolate, just like no build, like buildings are just glass out, no one is there. And from the interstate, you can kind of see parts of that, but the downtown is actually pretty neat. It's got awesome architecture. Nice. A lot of Native American really architecture. Nice. I'll also say that for some reason, and I have no idea why, but I've talked to other people and they had the same kind of idea. Brad, you know how I'm up on geography pretty much. Right. Um, I mean, I hope everyone is. For some reason, I thought the Great Lakes were laid out differently or that there was more space between Michigan and Canada, but there isn't. No. There's like a bridge that's basically the same span as the Roebling Bridge, like, and then there's Canada, which is pretty neat. I didn't realize north, that. man. It's right there. I wasn't able to go. Maybe ah. next time. Michigan has also a lot of casinos. Would not recommend a casino, Brad. Mm-hmm. One of the most oppressing places ever. <laughs> I assume as much. I have... Sh- took a dollar in what'd you leave with well my girlfriend and i took a dollar in we won around 17 to 27 cents and we left with a penny ain't that the way it goes ain't that the way it goes that's the way it happens sometimes yo you win some you lose a lot let me just give you a hot tip two of them if you're at a casino drink this will probably be more fun yeah and also maybe stick with a machine as opposed to just jumping to machine to machine to machine if you're playing a slot right. i'd also recommend a third tip don't play slot machines actually play something that's more physical like I, cards to your two tips i was gonna give two tips a don't drink oh don't drink <laughs> don't drink if you want to keep your money and two don't play slots if you want to keep your money okay those are my two tips to counter your two tips all right that's cool i mean you say I've only, you, been, I've only been in casino once. It was like at ten o'clock right. in the morning. We were only there for like thirty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And again, there were only people that were there were the hardcore casinoers, right? And they were just—you could tell on their face like, as they were pumping the crank. Which is another weird thing about casinos. It's hard to actually physically do anything at a slot machine. It's all like buttons. Like I want one line. I want it to go one time. And all of a sudden, it's spinning. It took us a while to find one that you actually had to crank. That you oh, had to see. I want that crank. I know that was half the fun that's of my it. Ex- that's the exercise. Urgh. The most fun I had there, that really wasn't depressing, is that again, totally sad place. I noticed that the keys that you press, mm-hmm. they play a, a tone, and oh, they're cool. strategically laid out. Like it starts with a really low tone, and then as you go up, it gets higher and higher. Like, ooh, yes, of course. Give me 19 lines. Yeah, spin it 90 times. <laughs> nice. I guess that's when you really make and break the hard bucks, but I realized this, that it was on the tonal scale, and I actually started to compose a song. So we nice. had some fun with that for a second, right. but we had to get out of there. We had to dip out. I, I really think drinking would make slot machines less fun. I think that would just be really depressing well, and the worst. Again, what I mean... Well, I guess the... <laughs> The biggest advice is don't play slot machines. Yeah, never do that. They're depressing. They're going to look nice and bright. Just don't. They're not worth it. If I had to go back to a casino, I would play cards. I would play roulette. That looks like fun. I don't... Well, that's the same thing I didn't like about uh, the slot machines mm-hmm. was because I don't have any control. I'm not actually touching anything. It was just cards. Yeah, but it's more I exciting. I like doing something. You're watching the dice go. Wah! I thought roulette. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Not, you know, Roulette's uh, the wa- wheel. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're watching the ball. You're watching the ball spin you around. You throw craps is what you want to do. That would be, and do that craps would be, well. that would be fun too. But I guess, dude, I think cards are more fun though. I, I, I have some I'm, fun playing cards. I think roulette's fun too because you're watching the ball go around. It's you fun. like to watch balls just go around and. <laughs> I just think it's, like, it's like random. It's like whoa, there it goes, there it goes, there it goes. Ah, it's like plinko, go, 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 but less cool. I wish there'd been a plinko machine. If there was plinko in a slot machine, 
I would be so in. We need to revolutionize casinos, Brad. We need to make the casinos more like the prices, right? <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. Think about it. I'm you just, thinking. I'm okay. You put. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna put thirty bucks on Plinko. All right. Here's your chip. <laughs> you play music as you run up the stairs. Oh, what's that? Little, what's that game with the little yodeling man? <laughs> I don't remember. And he goes up, and if you guess over the price, he just right. falls down. Yes. Just because he knows prices right, guys. The Ramjack Casino, all prices right games. <laughs> Deal with it. Look, look for that <laughs> in 2011. 2011. I don't recommend taking it to Detroit. They have three casinos in the downtown area. Well, there's no people there. It's no people there? Three casinos. Why do they have three casinos? Secrets. Detroit's got some secrets. Secrets. Michigan is really pretty, though. Part of the north part of it. Yes. That's an aside, Brad. We went from talking about... Well, I don't even know how we got to all that. But in, regardless to say, recently, I've been doing some traveling. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I decided to dip into um, the future. And I bought an iPod Touch. Ooh. They're fixing to release the new one, guys. So if you hear this, if you're going to think about buying one, and you're going to want to buy one if you don't already have a smartphone, wait until September, October, where they'll release the new one. I I'll will. probably upgrade at that point because I cannot see me living without one of these. Oh, or a smartphone, dude. They're, they're, so jealous. they're integral. I mean, it's like having a laptop, but more freeing. If you don't have to type anything... This is it, man. Yeah. I, I pretty much just used this. I did bring my laptop, but I just used it really to charge my touch. But the touch is amazing. I love it, guys. You're going to want to get this. If you don't get a, an Apple Touch thing or device, then you're probably going to need to get a Droid. Wouldn't recommend anything else at this moment. We here on Ramjack enjoy other primates, right? Uh, other what? Primates. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, must. we talk about monkeys a lot. Sloths are kind of related, but not... I mean, they're still distant, but we have... Cedric the safety sloth ever Absolutely. ready. Yeah. Always. Always. Just there to keep things safe. Always ready. We like safety. We love safety. But we love we love our eight brethren a bit more. I know. We talk about them a lot. So let me just give you a word of advice. Never slaughter a chicken in front of a monkey. Ah just They say know. that. They say that, but come on. Let me give you some let me give you some evidence. Let me read you part of this article. A Chinese man. Mm-hmm. Who saved a one-armed, one-legged monkey? Says the primate. Wait, what did he save it from? Well, let me let me just let me okay, continue. Okay, right, sorry. Has paid him back by killing his chickens. This monkey is killing his chickens as a thank you. Maybe the chickens were harassing the old man. Li Chun from China says that the monkey has become a member of the family since it was nursed back to health. Okay. Okay, everything's going because Cedric is a family member of ours. Of I course, mean, I mean he's at all our holiday get-togethers. Yeah. Um, on our birthdays, he likes to show us appreciation, right? By wearing that hat and um, you know, <laughs> slowly putting those candles into the cake for us, and he gets his little paws in there and the hair, and like we appreciate it's, it. We let him do it. We always we have we also have another cake on the side. Right. He's so slow he doesn't realize that we switched them. It's just like oh oh they're already set. So Cedric's a part of our family, so I can understand how someone would have of course. This, this Lee Chun family would be yeah. cool with that. The monkey has become so devoted to the Chun family that it performs many chores around the home. But it also likes to copy what the family does. So basically what happened was uh, Lee went out. He, he gathers from eggs from the chickens, whatever. Right. And, you know, you know what? We, need some, we want some chicken tonight, like some real chicken, not just right. its eggs. Um, let's go, go slaughter a chicken out in the back. No big big. No bigs. We'll cook it. Whatever. We got so, so much sweet and sour sauce just laying around. I know. I, I mean, mean come it's, on. It's like honey from the tree. It just comes out of the trees. Yeah. The they love that shit. Um, little known fact. So the monkey's hobbling around with his little crutch and um, his gimp, well, only one leg. And he's, he's watching him. He goes out and they kill the chicken. 
Well, apparently, now all this monkey does is kill chickens. They can't keep chickens in the coop because it will go take all of their eggs and then smash them because it's it's seen them take the eggs and like break them and then put them in a thing to cook. So it really much just goes out and smashes all the eggs and then kills the chickens. Nice. It doesn't know it. It thinks it's helping, I guess. Nice. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, but it's crazy. Okay, his current record is nine chickens in one day. Apparently, it takes him a while with the one arm and the one leg to really, you know, get the chickens up. So he's killed nine in a day, and that's his record. Um, And and Lee says, if he's learned anything, it's that to never slaughter a a chicken in front of a monkey. What are your thoughts about this, Brad? I still want to know what happened to that that chimp. What, What happened? Okay, well, well, Lee found the seriously injured monkey in a forest more than a year ago when it jumped into his basket on his back. Hmm. So he didn't really find it. The monkey found him. He was going around in the forest. Isn't that the way it always goes? Isn't that the way it always goes? And all of a sudden he looks back after it jostled and there's a monkey in there. Who's hurt? Who's hurt, Brad? So the monkey was already hurt. So it it didn't like get hurt from the fall. No. Well, well, this is what uh, Lee found him. Lee found the monkey. His right arm and left leg were rotten. Ah! So he took him back to his home, cut off the decayed limbs, and then gave him anti-inflammatory medication. Wow. <laughs> hey, monks, I'm going to chop off this arm and leg that ain't doing you no good. Here's some ibuprofen. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> most people probably would have just let, let the monkey be there. Maybe like, oh, you know, this isn't like a cat or a dog. Let's just let it. It's in its natural environment. Somebody, right. You know, or maybe they wouldn't have. I don't know. But if you ever saw, uh, what would you do in that situation, Brad? I would throw Some it away. Of, once you would throw it away? Dude, you can't trust these monkeys. Some sort of animal comes to Have we learned health. nothing? An animal with opposable thumbs, mm. uh, with a motion, right. um, comes to you and it's, his arm is rotting and his leg's rotting. And he falls into your basket. It's half dead. It's half dead already. Well, it can come back to life and then kill all your chickens. But Exactly. Are we sure this is not an evil monkey? What if it's, it's just like a zombie? This is not a zombie monkey. This is just a zombie. It's just killing chickens. It's back from the dead. And it's killing. It didn't come back the same way that it left. Right. And it's oh, killing chickens. It's killing the chickens. Nine a day at the most. Then it's going to start in on the kids. It may start in on the kids. But let me tell you a little bit softer side of this monkey. Yep. Give me the softer side so of after, this. So after he was nursed back... Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lee nursed the monkey back to health. Right. And it made an astonishing recovery, putting on weight. Mm-hmm. And soon started to help out around the home. Right. It helped look after Lee's dogs. Mm-hmm. It's puppies. Mm-hmm. And he would also wipe away Lee's tears when he was grieving death of his father. <laughs> Brad, why laugh? Uh, what? It's not funny. No, imagine it. All right, you're crying. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the, mo- the monkey's good hand I wasn't, it, op- op- slaps up on your face. Start wiping your face. It coordinated. No. Ah, oh, thanks, monkey. Ugh. Well, I mean, you would imagine that, but Lee actually says, it's set beside me quietly. And extended its only arm to wipe the tears from my face. He would softly pat my face and head and look at me with great sympathy. So weird. That is weird, dude. That is weird. I'm sorry, that is creepy. Get this little gimp monkey running around with one leg and one arm, hopping around. I don't know, Brad. I'm just, I'm just letting you know what's going on in the world. In China, there are monkeys who are very emotional. They might be cripples. But at the same time, they're helping out best they know can, best they know how, and they're not that smart, so they will just kill chickens without knowing. Just killing them. And how do you stop it? Once you show them how to kill a chicken, it thinks this is what we need to do to chickens. Right. You can't show it. Okay, now wait. We've got we have got to we've got to eliminate we've got to eliminate these chickens. You can't. It's going on chicken chicken genocide. Chicken genocide. What would you do to help the situation? If he's going to be killing chickens, do we get what would you do to help Um, to change? How would you get him to change his behavior? If it's monkey see monkey do, which apparently it is. 
how do you get him to stop killing once you've shown him how to kill? First off, don't let him, don't kill anything else in front of him. Don't, don't, don't show him how to kill. You shouldn't have done that. Well, he's already done. How does he stop? You can't, you can't put it back. Pandora's box is open. He's learned to kill. He has a thirst for blood. There's no stopping that. Did you see Rambo? I've seen Rambo. You can't, you can't stop the hunter. You can't stop the hunter. You can't turn it off. No. He's a mindless killing machine. So basically what they should do is, for him to help out the family more, they need to get him a little uniform, take him to the uh, poultry plant, and just have him kill chickens there for the better. And they'll give him a small wage. You know, he'll start getting insurance and they'll get around to the family. That's cute, Alex. That's I think a, it's the only solution. No. No. You see, what, you, what you're... Jobs, no, you're just encouraging him to stay the same. Well, think about I'm encouraging, thing. let's take it a step farther. Well, think about this. Before you go on, let me, let me put this out there. Okay. All right, so I know there's a lot of plants where um, people people actually have to pull the trigger to kill, like, either cows or pigs. Right. And there's a human doing that with, like, a little pellet gun. Mm-hmm. And he just stands there and kills animal after animal after animal. Right. I've heard stories, mm-hmm. um, secondhand, of course, yeah. from um, uh, friends, cousins, right. brother stories about how this actually does take a big emotional impact on right. people who mm-hmm. do that. Sure. Why not put that over onto a, a monkey who thinks he's doing good? He doesn't know. He doesn't realize... Oh, I'm killing this. It's thinking, I'm helping out. I'm earning money for my family. I'm giving them insurance because I have an insurance plan now that I'm an employee here. Yeah, that's real cute. I can work. But he's a cripple. It's cute. Helping people out. It's adorable. Helping monkeys out. That's adorable. Helping people out. Now, here's the real plan. Okay, what's the real plan? All right, it's 2010, dog. We're in the 21st century. Let's build him some cyborg parts. Let's get him a new leg and a new arm. He's stronger. He's a better killing machine. You're going to give something that's a killing machine robotic parts to make him a better killer. Then we're going to train him to kill our enemies. <laughs> no, because he's not going to understand. He only... Okay, look, he understands chickens. Okay, that's food. Okay, I smash their eggs because that's what the humans do. And they right, eat. right. Of course, he doesn't understand he had to cook it. Or maybe he does. Maybe he's just got the skillet out the whole time, just like looking at his owners as like things catch on fire. I don't know if this one he does. Dude, I'm telling you, train train him to kill. No. Train him to kill humans. He doesn't understand. What he'll do is he'll start killing all humans. And then exactly, he's, like, he's a super robot. Wait a minute. No, Brad. what we do is then we Wait drop him. Brad. We we put a drop in, like drop him off in Utah, somewhere where we need to wipe people How are you out. Restrain him with a robotic arm. He's just gonna go and then break free and then start and start killing people and then bring it back to his owner. Dude, you put you put a remote control explosive inside the cybernetics. So eventually, if he ever turns on you or succeeds, and there's nothing left that you need him to kill. Off switch, destroy him. That also gets a bomb into harsh territory because then we were like a monkey with a robot arm. That's the cute. Hey, come check this out, and then bam. He well, he kills them all, we'll and try. yeah, and then we, you know, then we'll send him to like a. Hopefully, he'll make it to a secure facility. You know, if, if he ever gets apprehended, then we throw the switch. Bam, Brad. I, I I've made a better killer. I've made a better killer. You've, made, you've turned an innocent, uh, just a monkey who is trying his best to uh-huh. pay back this family who saved yeah. him, and you turned him into a ruthless killing machine that was also also just like a drone. Because I mean, thank you. Off at any moment. Thank you. I don't know if that's a compliment. I'm thank just you. That <laughs> his life is not his own anymore. Brad, have you ever had have you ever had to work for the state? Because I, I didn't tell you this, but this whole story, how you reacted to it, was a test. We're gonna go on Monday. We're gonna go to the state, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a good word for you, everything. Yes, I think you got. I think you got potential. Yay, me, Brad. I, 
I know that you are about to make some big purchases, right? Hopefully. What what are, do you want to share with our listeners what you're about to buy? Well, what do you think what here's, do you plan? Here's the situation. The Lost Complete Series Blu-ray comes out, I believe, uh, August 22nd, 24th, some, one of those days. Uh, I've pre-ordered that from Amazon. As it stands, I do not have a Blu-ray player, nor do I have an adequate television. I've been, I'm rocking my little 12-inch television I've had since 1995. It's 2010. It's not going to work. So I'm going to buy the big uh, LCD, flat-screen TV, beautiful HG, all the bells and whistles. That should be within the month. So I got to get the Blu-ray player. So I'm thinking, if I'm going to need a Blu-ray player, you know, they are coming down. But the ones that are coming down, from what I've read, they're not that reliable. A lot of them. You know, they'll break down and then you have to send it back. I don't want to deal with that. I get lost to watch. So I'm thinking I'm going to pull the trigger and get a PS3. Which terrifies me in a way because the last, the newest video game system I've ever owned was the Super Nintendo. Think about that, audience. The last video game system Brad owned, besides a computer. Right. Functions as a multi-tasking machine. Was a super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat 2. Not even 3. Not even 3. I never got Mortal Kombat 3. I always wanted it, but I never got there. 2 was the best. I think it. No, 3 was so much better than 2. I don't I wasn't allowed to play them in my youth, so I don't know. Oh, 3's the tops. So I'm kind of scared because I. Video games to me, like, I can't really judge them. Like, I, they all just, they, they all seem amazing and blow my mind, and I can't really judge one from another since. Beyond, uh-huh. beyond Super Nintendo, everything looks amazing to me, so I'm scared. There's a lot of games you should try. If you're really buying it and you really want to, no, the, here's the question. Do you want to be a casual gamer, or do you want to get back in hardcore? I can't do hardcore. If you're going to be at hardcore, hardcore. Can't do it. Forgo with a PlayStation 3, instead of buying, get the big television, then also get a really nice gaming rig, and just start playing Warcraft. Um, I think I'll pass. If you want to just go hardcore without going extreme hardcore, how about you get that PlayStation 3 and just buy some cool games? If you're going casual, I say get an iPod Touch. Wow. Because I recently bought an iPod Touch, mm-hmm. mainly for travel reasons. Yeah. Um, I just want a little computer without taking my laptop anywhere. And so far, it hasn't let me down. It is a really awesome little machine. It's nice. a mini computer, obviously. I bring out the new ones. We're going to be in line to get those. Hell yes. Um, so once the new one comes out, I'm probably going to sell my old one. Just have to. There's no reason to have two touches. No need. And especially one that was lower tech. and then Overkill. But since I've had it, I was thinking maybe I should buy some games for this because this has a lot of games for it. Um, almost every game for the iPod Touch is a novelty. There's no substance to any of it. There's no story well, or anything. Well, of course not. It's an iPod Touch. I know. And there was – because I've read for years about like, oh, no, all these other game companies, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, kind of watch out for the iPhone bullshit it's not a viable gaming machine right the coolest games owned for there's there's one that you can play for like 10 minutes at a time you know, mainly because after that you're just like nah flight control mm-hmm. and it's fun yeah the other game is Oregon trail which we've played on here and that's fun i'm sure but there's no like real I, it's made to just play it's like it's like a short story but i i don't know i think that might be the market for most people like, again i have no idea how video games work but that machine i guess it is for like because over the years i've bought a few computer games and generally um I play for about two weeks, and then I'm kind of done. I just don't really care. But I'm buying a PS3, and I'm scared. I'm a PS3. It'll be fun. I'm, Blu-ray, Blu-ray really is the is the major. Oh, yeah. With the whole Netflix disc and Hulu now, I want to jump on that bandwagon. Makes sense. Yeah, it's good times. I can't wait to watch those Blu-rays on that on that big television. Oh, it's going to be awesome, dude. Well, Brad, you're fixing to make some big purchases, and I'm sure some of our listeners are also going to be making some big purchases. So please draw a picture of your big purchase and send it to us. <laughs> Draw us a fear. What, what do you fear? <laughs> do you fear your big purchase is going to be terrible? So draw us a picture of it. Yeah. Where are those fears? 
Yeah, Brad is on an ever-ending, never-ending <laughs> quest to get people's fears. So, are your purchases? Just send us a drawing. <laughs> Brad, put on those science pants. We're gonna do we're gonna do some science stuff for just a second. Okay, first off, British scientists have made liquid armor. Those you, sons of bitches! No, liquid armor. Basically, what happens is it's a liquid that once it's impacted by something, it immediately like solidifies and makes really really strong bonds. And it basically becomes bulletproof. They're, they're calling it bulletproof custard because it's more of kind of like a custard consistency as far as, I guess that doesn't really make it more of a liquid, but eh. Yeah. So we put, put these globs of metal on you and then it solidifies. I don't even know if it's metal. It's like a, it's like a, shitty, it's like a shitty T-1000 that you pour on your pants. Well, they're saying this is the best thing ever because it's like, lighter than Kevlar. Mm-hmm. And then it gets in a pore. It's strong. Oh no, it's in my pores. Ah! My flesh. Well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna want to. You know, they don't really think about that. Don't get it on you. Don't let it seep into your. Oh no, there's a cut on my thing that I'm coating in metal. Ah! It's in me. <laughs> Slowly going. And now I'm a T1000. Pretty soon you're T1000. Or you turn into a statue because it just hardens. <gasps> what if you turn into a statue? What if you turn into Colossus? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that's indeed. how it works. That's exactly. That's how Colossus was formed, right? Yeah. The X Men. Sure. Yeah. A- Absolutely. A- 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 X-Men? Have you played the arcade game? No. Oh, dude. I wish we could find one. There's this awesome X-Men arcade game, which was apparently made out of the Dazzler cartoon. Because in the 80s, they had this cartoon, or they were going to make a cartoon that was like a Dazzler in the X-Men. But it what? never made it. And maybe they had like two or three episodes or something, but they never aired it. I know they made a Kitty Pride cartoon that was really shitty. That's the one that replaced the Dazzler cartoon. Oh. But they already made the arcade game to go with it. Nice. Game. So there's an arcade machine out there that just has Dazzler, X-Men. and then like all these awesome X-Men, and that's part of the song. Like, nice. It. And it is awesome. I remember loving to play that. Did you ever see that Kitty Pride X-Men cartoon? No. It, it, it was weird. It had an Australian Wolverine. I've heard about this now. Yeah, and it had the weird theme song, X-Men, 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 coming your way. Da-da-dum. X-Men are inbound. Be ready. All the voices were so weird, too. Like, the weirdest voice acting ever. Wow. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Check it out. Definitely check that out. So basically what they're doing here with this is we have custard armor now. So basically... Custard it's armor. It's not a replacement for Kevlar, but instead of having, like, 31 layers of Kevlar uh-huh. in a vest, which has got to be pretty weighty, I guess. I don't know how big Kevlar mm-hmm. is. Now there's 10 layers of Kevlar, and then this uh, custard, which may render you a colossus or a statue. <gasps> okay, I- We'll save you from bullets for a second. I imagine some guy, some like army guy, he's like trapped in the lab and he's and he's got like a like almost like a giant thermos of this stuff. And then like the, the enemies invade and he's like, Oh no, what am I gonna do? Oh I know and he's like hiding like a storage closet and then there he is, he's got like a ladle and he's like <laughs> trying to glop this stuff onto his onto his onto his actual clothes and to his like lab jacket because he's like science lab guy in the middle of the battlefield because he's got this stuff is and he's like trying to get it on there and he's trying to he's trying to rub it in with a ladle and then like the, then like they they find him and they open the door but he's like covered in this stuff and like what's what's this and they try to shoot him and he's like ha, 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 ha. and then they think he's a god and he destroys them with his powers I love that they immediately think he's a god yeah we can't shoot him with bullets what's, what's wrong with god? him. He must so shiny, and then, 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 for years afterwards, the, like the the stories passed down about about the 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 the, the ghost soldier. It was uh, it was bulletproof. It's hard to see him because he runs really fast. <laughs> right, and he's shiny. He's and there's one guy. Him. There's one guy that never talks about it, and he doesn't like to. He doesn't. He just never wants to hear anyone talk about it because he had his jaw knocked off because he punched him with his with his metal covered glove and knocked his jaw clear off of his face. And so anytime he pipes up about it, ooh, you know it's serious. So he just gives you that look, and you know that it really happened, because he's the proof. Wow. 
I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different with that, Brad. I thought I was too, but then I didn't. See, I thought you were going to say, okay, this is how I imagine this was made. Since we have the weird <laughs> word of custard put in with bulletproof, <laughs> I'm thinking scientists in Britain were trying to come up with new exotic foods for some sort of like British food company. They were trying. They accidentally were, made this crazy. Well, they were they were trying to make a healthier custard. Um, when you're on the go for people that have low iron and they just somebody just messed up and they put too much and now oh look at this this is wait a minute it's bulletproof (laughs) oh Larry you shouldn't have have eaten that (laughs) Larry ah now we call him metal throat (laughs) he can swallow anything he's immune he's immune to acid reflux disease that's his superpower he eats habaneros for cereal not because of nutrition (laughs) because he can because he's immune to acid reflux is his tongue also coated in this yes all the way down to his stomach something we've learned from science beware of custard beware Alex we had a conversation the other day the question was, where the hell did Kim Kardashian come from? Yes. She's famous. No doubt. Well. She, no, no, she's definitely famous. You can't argue with the fact that she is famous. Well, dude, I... She had a, she's had a wax sculpture of her made in Madame Tussauds now. What is Madame Tussauds? For our audience who doesn't understand who The most famous wax sculpture place. How many of those really do you need? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, one is enough. Though I have been in more than one in my life. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was joking, but... I have, actually. I went one when I was a kid um, in Gatlinburg. Went and saw one. And they do have one in Gatlinburg. Yeah, we saw the original Batmobile there. I have a picture with me oh with God, the original... It's a wax museum. The Adam West uh, Batmobile, and there was lots of wax figures. And it was kind of weird and creepy, and I didn't know who anyone was because it was a child. You Useless. Wax figures or something. It's like, oh, these are a bunch of mannequins. Yeah. Why we decided to make them out of wax as opposed to other materials? Just because I guess that's the closest thing that can make it look real. Yeah, it makes it, the, the you can make the skin look more realistic with, with wax. I'm gonna throw this out there: bulletproof custard. Huh? Just a thought, guys. Just a thought. Huh? It's harder. It lasts. Longer. Doesn't look real. And plus, if it catches on fire, we just paint it. If it catches on fire, it won't melt. It doesn't look real. That's the point. You can just it paint plastic. Real. Could look real. I use wax, and I just, I just went to a one in the Smithsonian hmm. up in DC. But um, this other one is the more prestigious one. Well, Ma- Madame Tussauds, yeah, she does. That's the famed waxworks sculptor. And they decided that Kim Kardashian. She's deserving. She so the question is, how the hell did she become famous? You what did you message me this? Yeah, like we we had this conversation a little bit right during one day and. We neither of us knew. Yeah. Thankfully, Brad investigated. I, 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 I am a, an investigator on the beat, a cub reporter, uh-huh. on on the trail, and this is what I've learned. Okay. It all goes back to three people: O.J. Simpson, Snoop Dogg, and friend of yours and mine, Bruce Jenner, star of Can't Stop the Music with the Village People and Steve Gutenberg. Those three people. That explains it all. Okay. I'm gonna need a little bit more in-depth explanation, Brad. I, I don't. I'm still not okay, sure how she's okay. famous. Okay. Why I should even care about her. O.J. Simpson. Okay. Killed some people. Yes, very famous. I mean, we were in sixth grade when they were... Yeah, it was hardcore. There was a trial. One of his lawyers was Robert Kardashian, <gasps> father of Kim Kardashian. Okay. So he, he got some a lot of fame, a lot of notoriety, a lot money. of money, a lot of money. So New money in Cali. So you know she got to so she had to be friends with like Paris Hilton and all that. So you know she's in that crew. I think she did some like some design and did some fashion work, styling for Paris. That's one piece of the puzzle. But really, that doesn't make you famous. Who hasn't? <laughs> Snoop Dogg has a cousin 
named Brandy of Moesha fame. UPN, because that's what she's known for. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She has a little brother. Her little brother is named Ray J. For the love of Ray J. That comes later. But that's the same Ray J. Yes, that's post-Kardashian. Interesting. He dated Kim Kardashian. They had a sex tape. A very famous sex tape. Never seen it. I didn't even know they had existed. Really? No. Seriously? Well, I, if that's what made her famous, I was unaware. That's what made her famous. Wow. Come on, who doesn't have a sex tape these days? Internet's full of them. Full of them. If this country... This country produces two things. Entertainment and sex tapes. This country produces one thing. Entertainment. Sex tapes. Oh, sex tapes. <laughs> Basically, if you break it down, if you deconstruct it to its very essence, all we do is make sex tapes. All we do is make sex tapes. Every, all the damn time. Every blockbuster in the summer. Every, everything's just a sex tape. Everything is a sex tape. Is a tape for sex? Everyone is just taping themselves fucking everybody that's why we have cameras and everything now it's like damn it i want to tape myself fucking somebody but i don't have a camera around oh wait now it's on my phone and it's on my ipod and it's on my computer you can't walk anywhere without a camera and you know why because people want to tape themselves fucking other people it's one of our needs it's one of our drives it's it's one of our necessities it's food water shelter taping yourself fucking (laughs) or producing sex tapes yeah Okay. It's what we do. Okay. So everyone's got one. So I'm really, completely sold. But I no, 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 no. It's, it's what we do. It's what we do. I've made like five since I've been here. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's what that was. That's what that was. That's what. What does that mean? Whoa! All right. Snoop Doggy Dog has a cousin. Yes, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Dog Dog has a cousin named Brandy of Moesha. Fame. Of Moesha fame, UPN classic. Um, her brother? Her little brother is Ray J. Her little brother is Ray J. Her little brother is Ray J. He banged it out with Kim Kardashian. And that's why she's famous. That's yes. How that's famous. how That's how the name got out there. Is it weird that we could have, like, in all seriousness, is it weird that someone can have a sex tape and become famous? Well, the, there's another piece of the puzzle I think you're forgetting. Okay. That's Bruce Jenner. Gold medal Olympic athlete Bruce Jenner and star Can't Stop the Music. Yes. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner is the father of reality television. That's a bold statement, I know, but it's completely true. Explain yourself. In January of 2002, he appeared in The Weakest Link, featuring Olympic athletes, special app. 2003, he was cast in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, episode of season three of The Apprentice. He was on Skating with Celebrities. He was a guest judge on the Animal Planet show Pet Star and appeared in NBC's game show Identity and Celebrity Family Feud. Now, I know you're saying, well, that doesn't make him the father of reality television. That just means he's been on a hell of a lot of reality television. And odd, obscure reality shows. That- <laughs> well, it's because he's done them all. He's done them all. He's going to catch them all. They are like Pokemon, and he is Bruce Jenner, Olympic athlete, going out to get some fucking Pokemon. Probably to make a sex tape with, because that's what we do. I gotta look out. I've got to look out for Olympic medalists now. Yeah. Olympic athletes, because they're going to go on to do some crazy stuff. Because they will bang your Pokemon and film it and put it on the internet for everyone to see, because they like that. He also happens to be a father. All right. Um, his sons, Brandon and Brody, were, appeared on the reality show The Princes of Malibu, which also featured them living with a stepfather. Brody, of course, is now on the reality show The Hills. Bruce Jenner later remarried. Um, after the sad, untimely death of Robert Kardashian, he married up to the Kardashian clan. Which, sad, untimely death. Mysterious, sad, untimely death. So now he is the father on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, featuring, uh, of course, Kim Kardashian. This show came out capitalizing, capitalizing on the sex tape 
E through her reality show because her stepfather's Bruce Jenner, king of reality television. He completely understands the field. He's the father of fucking Brody <laughs> from the hills. All the stars lined up, and because Kim Kardashian banged Snoop Doggy Dog's little cousin, <laughs> you say it like that, and because she was the daughter of OJ's lawyer, Kim Kardashian is famous. Didn't she also date like a celebrity? Yeah, that's what she does. Well, not just not just Snoop Doggy Dog's little cousin. Yeah, she's dated others. She's also dated an actor. Well, she's a celeb right? now. Just get out of in the relationship. It's sad that I know this, but wasn't she in a relationship with a football player or something? Yes. Um, she, NFL star Reggie Bush. Of course, they split up in July of 2009, a year ago, sadly. Um, she has also become involved with a Portuguese footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Soccer player. Footballer. But she's now dating... Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Miles Austin. God, she just jumps from sports guy to sports guy. She, Yeah, yeah, that's what she does. Her mother went from a lawyer to an Olympic medalist, so I'm guessing she's just trying to... Oh, well, you know. I mean, how can anything compete with an Olympic medalist? I mean... She's got to do the next best thing, which is... Do what you, know, you got to do. A popular sport star. Do what you got to do. Make a video of it. Put it on the internet. That's what we do. Kim Kardashian. That's how she became famous, everyone. Wow. You think she needs some... O.J. Simpson, Snoop Doggy Dog, and Olympic athlete Bruce Jenner. It's that easy. It's that easy. Let's get the stars line up for you. Interesting. Facts. Ram Jack is brought to you by the Poppery 2. Best little popcorn maker ever made. Workhorse. Thank you, West Bend. West Bend, we love you forever and always. I didn't have any popcorn today, Brad. Was it good? It was delish. We popped it right before we started the movie, which we're about to talk about, which is... Can't stop the music. You've been waiting for this portion of the show, and we can't blame you because it was awesome. It was the best. I mean, what else can we say about it other than it was brilliant? This movie is so fucking fun. It really is. I mean, it's it's an adventure. It is an adventure at the at the turn of a new decade. Yeah, an exciting new time in America. We are we are watching the seventies die. <laughs> it, it we see on screen the death of the seventies. And then we see the 80s rising up like a phoenix. Very nice. Very nice. It's a new time. It's a new generation. What is really going to kick off this era? Disco and homos. (laughs) Say what? Disco and homos. I don't know if that really... Everyone loves the village people. True. But a lot of people don't know the the story behind the village people. The story of Jacques Morelli and how he created this band out of his love of awesome disco music. So we're going to get men, that. And men, of course. Right? And, and, and men. Okay. Just making sure. Can't stop the music. We're going to learn that we can't stop the music. You can't stop it. Nobody no, can. No one can. There are easier things to do that include a whole host of, like, <sighs> what seem like impossible tasks. Impossible. Herculean tasks. I think one of them is make the rain fall up. Impossible. Take the spark from love. You can't do that. Can't. Impossible. Well, guess what? You can't stop the music is even more impossible. Even well, more the difficult. Movie, I, the process of stopping the music yeah. is impossible. It's you can't it's be beyond stopped. impossible. No one can stop disco except the 1980s. <laughs> except what would directly follow the disco era, which was the 80s. Yeah, actually, what would happen in the the year before 1979 kind of killed disco. Sadly, this movie didn't come out until 1980, which is a lot of the problem. There was a lot of post in this movie, Brad. Yeah. There was a lot of special effects. There were a lot of cool camera workings. 
yeah. that caused it to be a year late to the market. Yeah, of course. Maybe two years late. But what this movie lacks in timeliness, it makes up for in star power. And sheer amazingness. And, I mean, it is a, it's And joy. Awesome. It's and joy. Very enjoyable film. When you first watch it, the first time it drags a little bit. The second you time... You feel like it's dragging. Right. But trust... That's not dragging. That's it slowly clawing its way into your heart. You don't know what's going on. Right. Watch it again. Feel and the love. You'll fall in love. You'll, you'll learn to love again. I would agree. I've learned everything I know about love over again by watching You Can't Stop the Music. We all did. Best opening to a film in history. Easily. Now, we joke a lot on Ram Jack. You've listened to some of our episodes, we're assuming. Um, this is episode 36, maybe. We're serious when we say this is the best opening to a movie. No ever. hyperbole. Best opening ever. High energy. High stakes. It really is. It has the mixture of everything that you yeah. would ever want. If Avatar had started like this... Well, then Cameron might have come home with Best Picture. <laughs> Should we explain it to the audience? I mean, listeners, I'm not, I don't know if I want to spoil it at all, but Guys, I don't think it will spoil it itself. Yeah. Seeing it is spectacular. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to tell you all about it. But if you haven't seen it, hop up on the Netflix, go to Amazon, do what you got to do. Get this film. Guys, you will want to see this film. It's a treat for the eyes, for the ears, and for the imagination. I will say this. When I first watched it, because we've watched this movie twice before. At least. Yes. Well, I'm, I've only seen it twice. I'm pretty sure you've seen it three or four times. Could have seen it three or four we times. We did watch it. We watched it projected. We watched it before. I think we watched it with Pernasek. Okay, so we've seen this movie a lot. Yeah. I've seen it like a dozen times. I want to say the first time, it does drag a little bit in parts. A little bit, yeah. A little bit in parts. But the more you watch it, the more you realize this is a really complex story. Yeah. Like mixed all of in you- with early 80s music videos on film. Yeah. Brad convinced me of otherwise, but I still think that maybe this was a movie where you went to the theater to just to chill out and sing and dance. Because there's too many dance numbers. I mean, it would be that would be fu- that would be a I'm fun little, way. Let me rephrase that, because there aren't too many dance numbers. There's a lot of dance numbers, right. and all of them are relevant, and all of them you can sway your hips to. And if you have no shame, do it. You know, break it down. Break it out. You're going to want to do the shake, but we'll get on that in a second. Drews. All right, this movie starts out Steve Gutenberg wearing roller skates. He's on roller skates wearing a pretty cool outfit, I'll be honest. What was it, those white pants and that green shirt? He is in roller skates, and it's the 70s. Right. There's a lot of tight male clothing, and this is a Village People movie, so everything is at least slightly homoerotic. Fact. Maybe more than slightly. Whitewashed a little bit, but yeah, it's pretty homoerotic. Pretty homoerotic. A lot of sexual innuendo. Lots of innuendo. So, and he's working in a record shop, right? Right, yeah. Because he loves music. And you can't stop the music. Well, he can't, because he's constantly like vibing out and like anytime yeah. someone says something he's been trying to make into a song right and it's so it's a busy day at the record store the busiest and he's he's like look it's look boss look as soon as i'm done here i gotta get out this is my big break tonight what's he talking about we don't know as our audience members we're drawn into the mystery of what's so special about tonight but his boss what a hard ass no way tonight we're doing inventory Inventory? What? On a weekend evening? I also say that modern uh, viewers will see this movie and be totally shocked and surprised that that record store has got so many people in it. Because yeah. people are just buying albums off the shelf. People are buying. Before iTunes, um, you actually had to buy physical media. People are buying so much physical media, and it's crazy. Like, they love it. They're just like, yeah, I want to buy this album. Real quick aside, we were at Best Buy earlier today. Right. I was getting a case uh, for my iPod Touch. Um Kind of regret buying it now. Yeah, told you that. Side of, uh, but um, we were the first off. They only had like two rows of CDs in that entire place. Yeah, and the guy in front of us bought three CDs. Really? I was looked at it shocked. I what did he buy? Something. 
I just random Maybe. stuff. I didn't. I didn't see. I think one of them had like a a, a dead cow skull on it. Mm. So who knows? That's probably some kind of metal or Edie's hairband. Yeah, it was weird, dude. Mm. But this was a time when that was acceptable. So yes, he's the boss. Just said, "No, we've got to do inventory." Like really? Why wasn't that scheduled in advance? Why are you just gonna bust up some rando in- inventory? Well, that back then they didn't really set calendars really well. They really were just like, you know what? Inventory tonight. Back then they just used like sundials. Didn't have a good calendar. <laughs> no good timekeeping devices in the 80s. That's what it was like that. He yeah, was like, they should have had blackberries. What? It's not Tuesday. And he brings out like his, uh, what is the thing that you measure by the stars? I can't remember what it's called. But he just brought that out, looked, and says, oh, right? God, fuck, it is Tuesday. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I was completely gauging Mars wrong. Damn it. I didn't take. I thought it was in a fortnight. Knocked into account. <laughs> oh, damn it! I thought I had at least a fortnight before inventory. You know what? I don't care. Oh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg, ball of energy. He's not going to be. He's not going to be contained by this job, by this meager means of employment. It's his big night. We also know he's big time. Big time. Why? Because he makes a spectacle out of it. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Grabs the mic for the whole, like, radio. I uh, like radio. Rep for the whole store. Reads up to his mouth. He's like, hey, guess what, boss? I quit. I quit. It's over. Quits his job. Grabs records, starts throwing them around like frisbees. People are catching like, ha ha, this guy's great. So wacky. He just quit his job. Wow. I think there's so many awesome lines that Gutenberg says in this film. But one of my first favorites, when you know this is going to be a ride of rides, is when he leaves. What does he say, Brad? Do you remember? He hops over the counter, lands on those skates, gets a hard stop and says, this is my time. And then it immediately goes into the best, one of the best film montages ever shot. Absolutely. This is our opening credits montage. That was just a teaser, guys, of the adventure to come. And it's his time. And one of the best songs I've ever written comes on one of my favorites. Yes. As someone, when I, when I went to New York, on a trip. I got that was about a year ago. The whole time I was downtown, I was singing this song like to myself. To. Like I hope my friends didn't actually hear me humming it because that'd be embarrassing, I guess. But I really wanted to get on some skates and just skate around because the whole montage is Gutenberg yeah. skating around New York, just seeing the sights, just like, rocking to his little cassette player. My favorite is when he does the, the weird fist in the air. <laughs> it's like he, gets, he sees these uh, um, models in a window. He thinks they're mannequins, but they all turn their heads and look at them. They're real life. And he does this weird little cheer where he throws both fists up in the air and like kind of a yay, but then back down and then one fist in the air. <laughs> so it's like bam, bam, two fists, one fist, yay. It's like a cheer. <laughs> like he's, it's like he's a male cheerleader. Well, I'm pretty sure he has male cheerleading experience oh. because of some of the moves he pulls off. Yeah. Let's not forget at the end. It's like interscope record. I can't believe we just got a deal for America's Records. Oh, America's. Why, why did I say Interscope? Like inter- interscope? That's, I think it's an actual record company. <laughs> Guys, this song is called The Sound of the City. Sound you of the have city. to download this. Find it. It just talks about how awesome New York is. Guys, can we say, first of all, it's really hard to find the soundtrack. Yes. It's very difficult. I, I have been searching for quite a while because I love it. You can find a couple of the songs, but right now if you go to, weirdly enough, Yahoo Music and search up Can't Stop the Music, you can find it and play it. The buying option seems kind of weird. You can get it mm. apparently through Rhapsody, but then when you click the link, it's not there. I know you can buy it in the UK, so if you got friends, get them to hook you up. 
Well, check this out. The actual soundtrack to this film is on Amazon right now. Two new for $35.98. Out of That's on CD. Yeah. 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 Used, they have six copies, but that's also $34. Right. If anyone wants to uh, somehow uh, locate a copy and send it our way, uh, you just get in touch with us. We'll uh, send you our mailing information. We need to archive this digitally just for the future. Yeah. The future needs the soundtrack. Guys, if you've got any contacts in the record industry, uh, what's happening? Why can't we get this? Well, we've learned it's all about context in the record industry, right? Absolutely. That's what I learned from this film. Steve Gutenberg is a star. No one's going to argue that point with you. No, no one could. No. Can't be done. And in this movie, he shines brightly. Of course, he's a, he's a little, like, <laughs> he's a little manic. That's he's more than manic. He's, he's a little, he, he has highs and he has lows. And we see them. But his highs are so high. So high. And Gutenberg plays the main character in this, right? Yes. He plays uh, um, Jack Morell. Oh, okay. Couldn't, you know, Jacques Morelli, a little little too far out there for middle America. So we kind of shave that down. We kind of touch on the homosexuality, but we never really come out and say it. We just keep it kind of blatantly looming. There's a reason why Lulu and him never really hit it off. Oh, Lulu. And they're alone together. Yeah. They may get high together at one oh, point in the film. She drugs him. And yet... John Quinones, where were you? And yet nothing happens. Nothing happens no. between the two. I wonder why. Well, I mean, Lulu is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they say that in the movie, but she really is insane. She, yeah. Lu- Lulu has killed. What's her stereotype in this? Slut. She's the slut. She's the well, slut. She's also kind of like, um, I do not want to use this term because it's kind of strong, but maybe it's descriptive. It's kind of a fag hag. Bit, bit of a fag hag. A lot of homosexuals hang around her, and she's not really that attractive. Yeah. Well, I think she, she pursues the homosexuals. Not knowing that they're gay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no one knew the village people were gay, right? Right, no one knew. How could you know? How could you know? I think there were some pretty strong indications throughout this film. What? What? I think there was a disturbing amount of uh, homoeroticism what? that was going on in this What film are you talking... That you can't escape. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't even know. All right, quick breakdown. All right. This is, of course, the story of the formation of the village people. Yeah. And the rise of Jacques Morelli, or Jack Morel. He's a hep cat. He wants to make music. He's not a singer. No. But he creates amazing music. Writes it. Builds it. Structures it. Can't help but write music at all points. Someone will say something, he'll say it and make it into a song. He's He's got music in his blood. He has a fire in him that can only be quelled with occupational stereotype homosexual men prancing, dancing, and singing. That is the only equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, you know why he quit his job? <laughs> I was about to ask you... Please tell our listeners what big break he had. Well, I mean, it's the biggest of big breaks. Yeah, what is it? He got a, um, he got to, he's going to be a guest DJ at the club. Oh, he, he's a guest DJ? Guest DJ. Not even the main DJ, just the guest DJ? No, he's like the guest fill-in DJ for the night. Oh, at which, at which club? Um, is it Studio 54? Was that still going on at this time? Oh, no, that's not Studio 54, it's another club. Oh, it's but it's like Studio 54. Yeah, just... You know, more wild and fun, free. More wild than Studio 54? Well, maybe not more. Well, maybe kind more of, free. Different kind of wild. Different um, kind of wilds. They're different scales. It's the, you know. Hey, Brad. Huh? Times are changing. Times are changing. Things are coming up. And these are old brand new things. This could be the new 54. The new. They have cocaine in those bathrooms? Because that's going to be important in the 80s. Oh, oh, they'll definitely have coke. Luckily, he's living with and best friends with a famous model. Yes. Who's recently retired, played by Valerie Perrine. Yes. And she's got all kinds of connections. And when she finally, finally gets around to hearing her best friend's music, because she hasn't really had time. She's uh, a busy model. You she's know? busy. She's busily modeling. She's busy retiring from modeling and cleaning things with a brush, which takes up a lot of time. 
She's busy trying to avoid the people that are trying to pull her back into modeling against her will. She's also busy just enjoying life outside of being a model. Yeah. Now she can eat whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, brazen disregard for her figure now. Oh, yeah. If she wants to. She's still pretty on point, especially for the 80s. Yeah. I mean, this, this valley's really attractive. Absolutely, she is. There's nothing stopping her. She, I mean, she has no shame. She can easily shove a ding-dong and two snowballs down her throat with no trouble. None at all. None at all. So much innuendo in this movie. So much. So much. But it's a village people movie. I would say it's appropriate for all audiences. It really is. It's, it's just, there's multiple levels. Yeah. Kids will still, because of the uh, over-the-top kind of antics, they'll still be like, ha-ha, that's funny. That's a but catchy the, tune. The parents look at each other and like, wink at each other. Wink. Like, oh, I know what they're talking about. You oh, know. the grandparents could be shocked. Like, that's homosexuals on the television. No, the grandparents are old and they're confused and they don't get it either because they're dumbs. But like the other couple... The other couple that are hanging out with the parents and they sometimes kind of, you know, switch off, have a little orgy, they so get it. They had a deal. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Got a deal. Um, so, yes, we have Valerie and we have Gutenberg. That's a start. Yeah. But we got somebody else. We've got the father of reality television. <laughs> Who would that be again, Brad? Olympic athlete Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. In his first and surprisingly only film role. Now, that is odd, considering How? he went on to be have such a successful television career. Yeah, he's not the greatest of actors. He does his best. He he tries. He gives it the old college, well, he gives 50% of the old college try. What was that one thing he was wearing in that one point? <sighs> right before they go into YMCA, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you know what it is. Yeah, he's, he's wearing like the short shorts and like the cutoff tee. In his defense, cutoff tee to like right below his rib cage. He was yeah, weird. plus he's got like the, the body hair and it's weird. Yeah, in his defense, he had a lot of obstacles to overcome as an actor to actually act. True, that true. was inherent in the script and in the process of making this film. But he did his best. Right. And his best wasn't good enough for movies. <laughs> his best just wasn't good enough. Hey, it happens. Well, hey, hey, that happens sometimes, all right? Valerie Perrine's trying to get this group off together. She's like, we can't afford musicians. What are we going to do? She's like, well, I'll just take a, I'll take a trip around the neighborhood, see who I can find. Who does she find? Everybody. Their neighbor, the Indian. <laughs> Felipe Rose, friend of the show. <laughs> Dear friend of Ramjack, Felipe Rose. I also love how they just embrace him as an Indian. Yeah. Like, no questions of what's actually going on. It's like, oh, what's up, Felipe? He's like, what's up, guys? I'm the guy that wears an Indian headdress and makes a weird, like, what is that sound? It's not... <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, it's not like an actual Indian cry or anything. No, it's, it's, like... it's bizarre. It's his own. It's his trademark. I don't know what it is or what it's called, but it's terrifying and awesome. But they find him and a whole bunch Got of other him. people. We found the local construction worker, piece of cake. He was making a little, you know, commercial for his company. Terrifying. We find, uh, of course, a cowboy. He's just roaming around. All these people are in the village. Who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? Cowboy's a person in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Person that you meet each day. Yeah. They don't go to a news dealer. Thankfully. No, no. They they pick up a God, I forget who the people in the village people are. We pick up a soldier, a cop well, they on the beach. Soldier a lot later. Yeah. But uh, the cop also comes later. Doesn't, like, Gutenberg's yeah, mother find him? No, not no, Gutenberg's no. Sammy Davis Jr.'s wife, um, Altavis Davis, also actress in the film. Is she just, like, a friend of these people? Yeah, she's just a friend. She shows up. She's just there. Again, even though all these minor characters out there, there's a lot of depth to these characters. There really is. Because, I mean, she is, again, just a character like, hey, I'm someone's friend. But she actually does a lot to tell yeah. some stuff with the village people. They give her enough lines. That, like, you get a feeling of who she is and where she fits in. All of these characters, so much depth. Gutenberg's moms, so much depth. And she helps them big time. For I reals. Mean, you could say that she's actually the one who orchestrates a lot of the uh, yeah. ending parts. Wheeling and dealing. Deal. Wheeling and dealing. She's experienced. She's been around this country, Brad, oh. waiting for a chance to go back to Cali. Just waiting for a chance. Later. So we, we get the script together, we make a demo, 
It's the best. Everyone loves it. How could you not? Uh, Bruce Jenner delivering a cake, because that's what you do. We, we were confused for a while about why he was there, because I guess we missed the one important line. Right. Apparently, he lived in St. Louis, and his next-door neighbor was Valerie Perrine's sister. Sent a cake. It's like, hey, my sister lives in New York. You're going to New York. Take her this cake. And I guess he did? Well, we never see the cake, do we? Yeah. Was it mangled? What do you mean? Was it, well, I, oh, yeah, we, well, he, you know, we I, never actually, I don't know if we see the cake unveiled, but he has a box. I mean, I know we have the box, but as he's en route to, to give her this cake, I mean, he gets held up. He gets held up the by, box gets, yeah. I mean, the, the woman, the old, the little old woman who held him up actually, like, beats the box, like. She fucks up that cake. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, dude. Give but me he still delivers. Give me your wallet. Don't turn around until we're at the end of the block or I'll shoot. She probably got bad aim. He probably could have just knocked it out of her hand. For real. Like, old bitch. Hey, I'm an Olympic athlete. And it's Fuck like, you. How about you give me that gun and you scurry on off to your old folks' home where you'll be on a treadmill becoming the new internet and saving our memories and generating energy. Please see early Ramjacks for that to make any sense. Or just think, muse about it. Or just think about it yourselves. Figure it out. You have two choices with the show, guys. You can either go back and dip into our old episodes and find out what the fuck we're talking about or you can just imagine answers for yourself. I encourage both. And if you come up with an answer for yourself, drop us an email. Let us know what it is. Hit us up on Twitter. Just let us know what you think we were talking about. Maybe it makes more sense. We don't know. Also, we have a Formspring account. Put your questions there. Everybody likes that Formspring account, guys. I love that. Give me some questions. Give me some questions. Nobody ever does. No one cares what my answers are. But you know who does care? Gutenberg's mm-hmm. mom. So much she that she cares. really does just help this. Yeah. Lulu cares deep down, even though she's a slut. Well, yeah, Lulu cares. Who is the old agent of hers that wears, like, the fur coats or whatever? Val- yeah, yeah, that it's woman. character. Who has some depth? Right. I mean, there's a whole crazy subplot there that's try- trying to get Valerie back in the biz. So they do make a demo, as you say, but don't they have to make more demos? They make it. Well, they make a demo. They make it over the course of this movie because they, ma- they keep adding more people. Well, the thing is, they make a demo and everyone loves it. And it's awesome. Valerie Perrine never really gets anyone to listen to it, and eventually she has to slut it up and go back to her old boyfriend, who's a big time record producer. And he's like, "Hey, will you listen to this demo? Ah, eh, don't. I don't even worry about the demo. I'll give you some studio time. You can make. You can make like a real demo. We'll check it out." She's like, "Oh, okay." So that demo they made really was pretty much useless. Useless demo. But it is a great little scene in the movie. Uh-huh, it really is. It's a great little musical number. Everyone's dancing around. There are so many awesome numbers. Crazy. But on the way to the studio, they find more members, right? Yeah. Because we can get Leatherman. Well, we, by the point, we have an audition because this is for serious. And luckily, our boy Bruce Jenner, he's volunteered his, his law offices because you can do that. Granted, he's not like a member. He's just kind of a junior... But uh, he volunteers it, and everyone shows up. Oh, more than he bargained for. Everyone shows up for this. Wacky hijinks ensue. But this is where we meet a friend of ours and yours, the Leatherman, Glenn Hughes. When you first see him in the movie, because they, they definitely show all the village people well before they actually make an appearance as a member of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks really tough and badass. You see this guy riding up on this bike, and you're like, wow, that guy's great. And then he talks and sings, and you're like, oh, oh. village people. This is, a, this is a village people movie. That's right. You have a tender spirit, don't you, Glenn? <laughs> At least that's what your mother says. He just, yes, Glenn just has a tender spirit. You mean he's a homo gay? He just has a tender spirit. Homo gay. He's a homo gay. He's a homo gay. And that's fine. That's okay. Being yourself, Glenn. Guys, just, you can't stop the music. You can't change who you are. Just embrace it. It's a message. Let's all live People together. Didn't know that, but there was a lot of subtext and you can't stop the music. The 80s, it's a time of change. You can't stop disco. It happened, sadly. But you can't stop who you are. 
Can't. Can't do it. No matter what the Southern Baptist Convention says. No. Can you take the hope from man? That's easier to do than stop the music. Actually, you could probably you could probably do that. You could probably you, break a human. I think there's movies, many movies made about that. Can but you we'll, stop Barack Obama's hope? No. Can't. That would be easier to do than stopping the music. Can see what stop? happens. We'll see what happens after the November elections. <laughs> Whoa! Can you stop old man time? Nope. Mm-mm. If you can't do that, then what hope do you have to ever try? You'll never stop, stop it. The music. Why don't you just stop trying? That's what you need to stop. I'm letting people know. Guys. You can't stop who you are and you can't stop the music because that's what that's the metaphor there. Stop being an asshole. I don't think you can if that's who you are. <laughs> no, assholes try to stop the music. I'm saying stop being an asshole. We need to stop assholes. Stop them. I really do hate assholes now that you say that. <sighs> fucking assholes. I'm talking to you, Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And when I say Marmaduke, I, yes, I am referring to America's 17th favorite comic strip canine, Marmaduke. He's an asshole. Look into that. Look it up. Be happy that you did. Look it up. I highly recommend that Marmaduke explained. Look that up. Yeah. It explains the insanity that is Marmaduke. That's a ramjack pick for you. But can explain the ins- insanity that ensues at the law offices when everyone in New York City comes to try to get a little glimpse of show business. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it actually ends up backfiring. Don't they fire, dude? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, they try to, I don't know, they're going to fire him or he quits. Regardless, Bruce Jenner gives up his law professions he's got a taste of show business people quit their jobs in this movie everyone's just dropping jobs everybody nonchalantly no oh wait it's not cool if i have these people here that's cool i'm just out whatevs fuck it yeah i'm hot yeah i do a lot of modeling screw that don't want it i'm just going the 80s were a time when no one cared about jobs there were so many jobs oh guys just wait, because that is not going to You better find out. one before 2010, otherwise you're screwed. Did this movie ever ruin someone's life? Because I can imagine um, them saying, like, you know what, maybe I should get my job and pursue my passions. I just want to be a disco singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's 2010. I forgot. They my, stopped the music. My absolute <laughs> favorite. Poor Glenn quit his job. Everyone's quit. Sad. But no worry, it's going to work out. Did any of those people have a job to quit? What did Leatherman do? He was, he was a toll booth collector. Okay. Quit his job. Soldier quit his job. Soldier quit. Ooh. Don't know about that. Did he make Rose a River job? I thought he, he, he worked at that. He worked at that crazy club. He just was a dancer at the crazy club. Yeah, he quit that. Have. Everybody quit. Like that. That. Um, Lessons. The learned. construction worker. I'm sure left his contracting gig. Just left it. Lessons learned. Cowboy stopped cowboying. Well, the cowboy was never a cowboy. <laughs> was he just dressed up funny? Well, did he like work at a, a, a southwestern restaurant? He just dressed funny. He was fresh off the ranch coming into New York. Right. He was he was practically money. homeless. Like, you gotta find a way to negotiate. <laughs> Cattle business is going under. Cop on the beat. There's so many criminals now. Why do you think that old woman's still running around? Because this cop left the beat. I would have loved, because I don't think we saw him before that part in the movie when he was actually introduced. Mm-hmm. If he was actually in the background while he was... He was just singing. Singing a song to himself. Too busy. Mm. He's the lead guy. So yeah, we eventually, everyone quits their jobs... Everyone's quit their jobs. Then we get everyone. We get this demo going. Record producers, fuck it. Nope, not going to happen. The only actually sincere thing he says, because he is very, like, crazy. I mean, he's very, yeah. he's very sexually driven. He's always trying to lay Valerie again. But the most important line he says in this is, like, what do you think? And he's like, you blew it. You blew it, guys. I don't, I don't think he says, what did he say? He wasn't, you blew it. So they're like, well, what are we going to do? Don't worry. Gutenberg and Jenner are going to get together. They're going to have some drinks in the afternoon, maybe touch a little, see what happens, and they come up with a plan. All we got to do is have a huge, crazy party, play our music. Once the people hear it, they'll love it. They'll know. But how are we going to ever afford that? No worries. We'll make a commercial for milk. Okay. 
They were trying to get Valerie Perrine to come back into modeling to do a commercial for milk. What if we bring Valerie Perrine and the village people to do a commercial about milk? Huh? Even better. It gets them exposed to the public, and then they get lots of money for it. Dunzo. The only thing that can make it better? Hmm? Do it twice. One more time. Do the shake. Do the shit. Greatest filmed musical sequence ever. I mean, the YMCA number that comes before comes close. It's okay. But that's more, not because of its greatness, it's more of it's just like, what the hell is happening right now? Milkshake. Milkshake is the best. Is the best. Guys, if you see this movie for no other reason, see it for the milkshake. So awesome. I love it. It makes me happy. It's infectiously joy-filled. Little section with the little, little baby children, village people. Baby children, village people running hey, in. Hey, we're little baby village people children. Hey. We're going to grow up to be these jobs. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a construction worker. I want to be a Native American. You already are. Good job. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I'm so fulfilled. Do I win? Yes. Yes, you win, Yes, you Felipe. do. Felipe, you win. Felipe Rose, you're a winner. No wonder you're so happy all the time. Yeah. And then we have the shakes. Always wanted to be so good. I can just imagine a little kid like playing cowboys and Indians. Why am I going to be the Indian? Because I want to be anyone when I grow up. Kid, you already are. And then just like a sudden realization on the face, joy. Like, then that's all my wishes it. fulfilled. Everything from this point on is just wow. But what if that's like the zenith of their life? It's every it like there's nothing way. left after that. It, it's either like I've accomplished all my goals. I'm a free person free to take on whatever life should give me because I already have my greatest dream come true or I've accomplished it all. Nothing left. Well, Brad, I'm sure you... Let me put the noose around my neck. Well, Brad, you know someone whose greatest ambition in life is being Indian, right? I do. (laughs) Well, what would happen if they got that suddenly fulfilled? She's pretty crazy. There's no telling what would happen. Actually, it already has happened. In in her mind, she she already is 100% Cherokee. Nothing's going to deter her from that. Nothing. Not even the fact that neither of her parents are Cherokee or the fact that her children are blonde hair, blue eyes. Right. She's, she's Cherokee. I actually found out that my great-great-grandmother mm-hmm. on my mother's side was a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. You are more Cherokee than my cousin. Isn't that weird? But she's 100% for reals. Not for reals. She's, she's crazy. She's pretending. She's a crazy person. That's why she lost her kids. Details, no, secrets. Wow, wow. Ah, family secrets. Oh no! Shut the closet. Ah. Or open it up. Secrets. And that's what something else. This movie really. That's what it just, does. It just it so lets out secrets. secrets. Open. So many secrets. So many secrets. So where are we at? They're, the record guys like, look, your record sucks. Not going to happen. They make a commercial to get money so they can throw them a big concert. Because once the people see the concert, they're going to love them. Gutenberg's mom is awesome. That's like my favorite character. I want just like, I just want a whole monologue just from her. Because there's so many weird little moments. Like, she, first of all, she's way too supportive of her son. Very supportive. And he's always like, Mom. And then there's that one weird moment when they're on the jet. That's close to the end where she's like negotiating the record deal. Yeah. She's already negotiated. Like, the record producer's like, his head's in her lap sleeping because she's very, she's a mom. Right. Gutenberg's like on her shoulder. And she's like, honey, we're coming into Cali. What did she say, Brad? Last time I was in San Francisco, I left on a bus. Now I'm going back in a, in a private jet. It's like, whoa, what's... With my son. With my son. I'm going back with my successful Same. son on a private jet. It's like, what has happened to this woman? I just feel like I, I just imagine this whole like story about her being blackballed from from LA, like she was a failure and something terrible happened. 
What's the story, moms? Dude, I wish I knew. What do you think of the producer guy or the late record label guy? What a weird character. Very weird. Dude needs an Evo with Google Voice. <laughs> His life would be so much easier. He's got like phones like every three feet because the phone because he's you know important. He's got to make calls. How are calls coming for him? Always on a phone. That's why his relationship with Valerie didn't work out. Too much time on the phone. But he's always trying to get her back. But not really for a relationship. More just like, hey, you want to have a romantic weekend? Hey, let's bang it out one more time. Let's bang it out a few more times. One more time. Do the shake. Do the shake. The milkshake. But she's not having it. I mean, that's done. Right. He gets, like, he has that weird thing with Gutenberg's mom where she's, like, feeding him, like, traditional Jewish foods. And he's getting all up into it and then, like, cutting her deals. What did you say about his? Because what Gutenberg is, we're not really sure, right? Doesn't he start out like Italian or something, and then it's like then he's Jewish? Well, the thing is, like, like okay, Jew? the guy, the guy's real. The guy that this is based on is Jacques Morelli, all right. and they 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 Americanized that to Jack Morell. All right, so then then like Gutenberg's mom, who she's like, I'm not even Jewish, but she's bringing all this Jewish foods, so she has to explain that like my husband was Jewish, so he loved all this food, and that's why I know all about Jewish food, but don't worry, we're not Jewish. You hear that, Middle America? Don't be worried. <laughs> this movie's not about gays, and it's not about Jews. That's pretty late in the movie, though. Ridiculously gay as this movie is. Because it's 1980, and you still gotta, you know, you gotta hold back a little bit. It's still whitewashed to the point where they never come out and say anyone's gay. Never say the word homosexual. And Jacques Morelli, the creator of the village people, has been whitewashed into... Not, he's not even Jewish. He can't even be Jewish. He certainly can't be French. Certainly can't be homosexual. Can't even be Jewish. He can be kind of connected to the Jews, but uh, no, he's not. He's not Jewish. Don't worry. Don't worry, Middle America. It's okay. He's not Jewish. Don't freak out. Because <laughs> that's what you're going to be worried about. Well, I, I was worried the whole time. Right. Personally. Well, I was worried for my morals. Hey, Brad? Hmm? No worries. So they go. They put on the greatest concert ever, and everyone loves it. Village people! <laughs> Glitter! We just got a Marrakesh Records. He says it twice. It's really weird. Gutenberg, he gets the contract, and it's like it's like they weren't sure which scene they were going to use, but he says it the exact same way twice in a very short period of time. I can't believe we just got to deal with Marrakesh Records. That's great. Yeah. Hey, and did you know we got to deal with Marrakesh Records? Yes. Brad, I have a confession to make. Hmm? The other day, I was with some people, and there was a bit of excitement, and I accidentally did the one-up. No, two up and then one up hand thing. And it, it was so natural. Like, you think that that's totally yes. unnatural, but it really did just happen so smoothly. And I thought, wait a minute. What have you there done? There was actually, like, people actually, dude, are you all right? Because I actually stopped and had to be like, what the fuck did I just do? How did you explain that? Why, well, after I did it and stopped, they also there was a lot to explain because I actually whispered, Gutenberg. Nice. Um, and there was like a weird like. Were you possessed like, by the spirit of Steve Gutenberg? I don't know. Did you feel Gutenberg? Honestly, I can't remember... I can't remember exactly what we were so excited about, but it really was the two one. Nice. Yes. Where I yes! was either, who I was with, but yeah, it was very awkward. Awesome. But I'm just saying, I'm telling the audience, I'm telling you, it, it happens naturally. If you're really happy, you will really do the two one. Wow. This pump. I've never felt that kind of joy. You will one day. When I'm an Indian. When you become what you've always wanted to be what have you always wanted to be brad what's deep down if you became you'd be so happy that you'd either commit suicide or <laughs> want to live life unrestricted a critically acclaimed award-winning playwright 
Well, Brandon, that dream's already come true. I am one. You are a critically acclaimed, award-winning playwright. But I want, I want to be acclaimed by more critics. Now that's just selfish. <laughs> and no, I want to have, I want to, I want to, I want to have more award-winning plays. Mm, I think that's. I I'll think never be satiated. Was, I'll never be satiated. It was like I want to be more Indians now. I can't just stop at whatever I am. I want to be a, I want to be a Navajo and a Cherokee and a Sioux. You can't, ooh, Felipe. Ooh, Navajo. Felipe, you can't do that. Just try to stop me. Ooh, I'll never be satiated. You will never be able to satiate them. I'm gonna go hang myself. No, you gotta try. But I can't win. Just like my cousin, it runs in the family. Dark secrets. <laughs> dark secrets. Dark Things secrets. Guys, if you have a dark secret, why don't you draw a picture of it? Brad, stop texting people to do that. Someone please draws a picture of your dark secrets or your dark fear. Maybe it's one and the same. I think Post Secret has that covered. Yeah, but they don't. They're not encouraged to draw. There's some period. We want drawings to make weird. Forget the crayons and the colored pencils. Ooh. We want your deep dark secrets and, and your fears are something you plan on buying. Any of those three things, <laughs> if they're related, all the better. And we'll put them on the Facebook group. We'll put them out there for the world to see. <laughs> Enjoy! So they're going to throw this party, and they throw it, and everything is right with the world. Yeah, it's the best. They get their record deal. There's a good deal, because Gutenberg's mom steps in and talks about it, and then that's it. There's all kinds of glitter, and so much magic, and full-out costumes. I love what you just said, Brad. There's so much glitter, so much magic. There's a lot of sequins, too. A lot of men wearing sequins. A lot of sequins. Sequins and glitter abound. And that's the movie. And guys, it is a fun ride. I cannot recommend this movie more. It's so much fun. I mean, every movie we've done on Ramjack, I think we can recommend in some way. We've been saving this one. You saved this one on purpose. Because it's the best. It is really good. Beats Xanadu, hands down. Yeah, seriously. If it comes down to a choice between Xanadu and Can't Stop the Music, both came out the same year. Both were panned by the critics. But really watch this one. Enjoy it. I mean, Xanadu is hard to watch because it yeah. does get very... It, you know you're watching the Village People movie starring Steve Gutenberg. I don't know what you're expecting going into that, but we're trying to prepare you. It's the Village People movie starring Steve Gutenberg. It's wacky and crazy and insane, but it's a lot of fun. And it's got heart. And a pretty good script, I would say. Well-developed story. And catchy musical numbers. Get the album if you can find it. You can't. God, they really did just stop the music. Who stopped the music, Brad? Stopped it. I thought it was impossible. Who killed this dream? I don't know, but I'm going to find them, and I'm going to stop them. Brad, are you aware that they make microwavable milkshakes now? I've seen these in the store, and they scare me. I just run away when I see them. Ah! I was in the Fresh Market the other day. Kroger mm-hmm. Fresh Market. Orioles. I think we'll just call it Fresh Market now, because that sounds cooler than Kroger. FM. FM. So I was in the FM the other day. Um, Fresh Market. I still want to call it Fresh Market. That's cool. Abbreviating it sounds weird to me. So I was at a fresh market, didn't get a Starbucks, even though it's there. Mm-hmm. Why did I refer to Starbucks as like a McDonald's? Like, I'm going to go get McDonald's. I'm going to go collect Starbucks. What's happening to you? We started going to Starbucks a lot recently again, like yeah. we used to. Like, like good, good old, old days. Times. It really is fun. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm getting groceries, getting necessities, uh, planning dinners in my mind, um, getting what I need. And I s- go by like the frozen food section, and all of a sudden something catches my eye. Mm-hmm. The microwaveable milkshake. Ugh. I'm like, what? Did you run away screaming? Well, it's made by Kroger. Gross. I don't even know if another brand, ca- like, an, there's another brand of it. But what you do is you put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds or like a minute, and then you take it out and then you mix it. It's basically just a milkshake. I guess you just nuke ice cream and then stir it. Gross. They're like four bucks a piece for two. Gross. One of those has 75 carbohydrates. What's, what's really weird is why don't you just buy some ice cream and some milk? Like, why are you buying a microwavable milkshake? 
Because you don't... I mean, it makes it easier. You just pop it in, nuke it, and then go. How hard is it to take ice cream and pour milk in it and stir it up? There's a lot of energy expelled with that. Well, dude, a lot of people... If you're eating so a milkshake, I think you can afford to expel some energy. I can't explain this enough or express this enough. It is fun to cook. Yeah. For lunch today, I actually whipped up something. It was just like an omelet, uh, but I, I was going to make an omelet. Then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to make like an omelet in a tortilla, kind of make it like a mm. quesadilla. But I mixed in like this breakfast burrito. Yeah, breakfast burrito, but for lunch. And then I had like fresh fruit. I got my knife out and like my apron, like cut it up really nice. And just had fun with it because it's fun <laughs> to cook. Nice. Why do you even prepare a meal? So why do you want to take that out? That is half the fun preparing desserts because that's one of the best things to prepare. More yeah. fun. Absolutely. People. You're just going to like. Look, dog, you don't need a milkshake to be any easier. It's a milkshake. It's a fucking milkshake. If you're going to do the shake, do it right. For real. Do that shake. Do the shake. You can do some chocolate. Strawberry. But none of y'all. Do the shake. Do it. Do it right. Or don't do it, Brad. Or don't. The reason I say that is because milkshakes may be the most unhealthiest thing you could ever eat. Well, of course. What, that one milkshake, as I looked at the back, because I was kind of intrigued. I thought, you know what? If I bought this, it could be a funny novelty thing to kind of like first just show you. Like, guess what? We're going we're gonna to drink a microwave milkshake and just see what it tastes like. And then we could have talked about it here. And then we can vomit. I think we probably could have thrown up in our mouths and, you know. Run away screaming. Ah! Each one has 75 carbohydrates in it. <sighs> Brad, that's the same amount you basically need for a meal yeah. if you're any normal person. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you going to eat like a meal? Or are you going to drink a milkshake? Or are you going to do the shake? Are you going to do the shake? I don't know, man. I do not know. Watch yourself, people. Watch yourself. Don't know about this microwaveable milkshake. If you, I know. I, I, I know about this microwaveable milkshake. I know the answer is no. You know the answer is no. I know this in my soul. Whatever that is. Brad, then you don't know it because you... That doesn't exist. You don't know anything about the microphone. I was using a figure of speech. (laughs) A nonsensical figure of speech. Oh. No. Milkshakes. Microwavable. Fuck that. Regular. Think about it, but... Milkshakes are pretty good. Think about it. Think about it. Just use discretion. Maybe drink half of it. Mm. Save the rest for later. Share it with a friend. How about you drink half of it, put it in the freezer, and then take it out microwave it and have it for later? Maybe the principle is all right if you get a milkshake done the proper way. The proper way would be one milkshake, two straws. <gasps> Romance. Find a special lady. Share a milkshake. Or gentlemen. I don't know what's going on with your life. Whatever you got to do. Look, you can't stop the music. You can't stop who you are. Why you stop can, there? Why, whoever you want to share your milkshake with is your business. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But that's what we've learned. Milkshakes should not be enjoyed separately. Right. Like a malt. You need to do that with someone else. Two straws, guys. If I see any of you with a milkshake and you only have one straw, I'm going to punch you in the face. That's actually a rule to live by. Yeah. If you, I mean, if something is so sweet that you can't handle it, or share at least it. your body could <laughs> chemically handle it. If your it, body can't process this correctly, share that thing. Share it. Share it. Share it with someone you love. You make a friend. Maybe you make a lifelong connection. It's a Ramjack romantic tip to you. Do the shake. Do the shake. Do the shake. They knew. They knew. They always knew. What other things are we going to glean from this weeks, months from now? A year. I'm going to like just be asleep and all of a sudden wake up suddenly and be like, (gasps) and I'll just call you and be like, Brad. And then I'll relay some other information that I just realized came from you against the music. And you'll be like, Alex, I already knew. And I'll be like, what? What did you say? I'm sorry. I was asleep because you called me in the middle of the night. You fucking asshole. But yes, can't stop the music. The best. Where is it at? It's out there. Once again, Ramjack is brought to you by the Poppery 2. The best. Popcorn maker ever. 
Thank you, West Bend. You're a delight. You're a delight and you're a treasure. And guess what? We're in the Situation Room. One year helping people with their problems. Solving situations that we put each other in. Why do we do it? Because we have to. Because we have to. We're driven. Situation, right. Alex. Can I ask you a question? By all means, Brad. Do you have any, any phobias? Anything that you, you ever feared in your life? Anything that's ever scared you? I've got a question for you immediately. Why do you always want to get people's fears up and about? Because, damn it. Because we got to know so we can confront them. We haven't had enough drawings. Alex, you haven't sent us a drawing of your fear. So i got to ask you live on air. What is your fear? I haven't sent you a drawing because I'm afraid of it, okay? It's, it's scary for me to even draw it. Well, I'm an artist. I, that's what I do. I want you to unleash it here on the podcast. To be honest, I don't really know if I have any phobias per se. What? But when I was you younger. Fear? Okay. And it's times it still kind of lingers sometimes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of tornadoes. Tornadoes. Now, there's stories to go with that. And you lived in, we lived sure. in the same town together. Jackson. Sure. Tennessee. Tons of tornadoes. And Tennessee's. Part of my roof got ripped off by a tornado. Yeah, I mean, tornadoes just like ravage that little city oh. every two years. Oh, yeah. Clockwork. Oh, yeah. So there was reasons, and even at a young age, like when I was like in preschool or like kindergarten, um, we had a basement in our house or an apartment that we rented when we were younger. And the people who owned it didn't have a basement. But every time there was a tornado, they would like invade our home and be like, got to get to the basement. And this one woman, she would come running through the yard just yelling, it's coming. We're all going to die. Oh, my God. Just like, and also like vulgarity just pouring out of her mouth, mm-hmm. like pointing in the sky, not seeing anything. Just hears the siren. And we go into the basement. And she's like just in the corner, huddled. Like, just really rocking. Like, this is honest truth. And I, as a child, I was like, well, maybe there's something to worry about. Yikes. This is scary. Yikes. Well, Alex, don't worry. We're going to help you get over this problem. How am I going to get over this problem of tornadoes? Well, we got to take you somewhere to put you around tornadoes. I will say this, Brad. Mm-hmm. I've come a long way. You have. Last weekend, I was in Michigan getting my passport. Uh, my girlfriend and I were out with her family. It's up there getting dinner. And, um... We were out at this place called Sagebrush, which is pretty kick-ass, mm-hmm. and the tornado siren went off. Oh. And they were like, what? Whatever. Oh, there's a tornado warning. What does that mean? Well, I think that's when they think there might be one around, like the potential for one. And I was thinking to myself, no, tornado warning is there's a tornado on the ground somewhere. Our funnel cloud has been spotted. But we looked outside, and it didn't really look bad. So we got in the car and just drove around. There you go. I've been driving around during a tornado warning. Well. So I've come a long way. You've come a long way, but I don't think you've Brad, come far enough. That whole time, I was terrified. All right. Well, don't worry. This situation is going to knock it out. Okay. Alex, please help me. You... Um, the Ramjack Freedom Militia has gathered the funds, and we want to help you get over this fear because we have to conquer fears so we can become better, stronger people. So we're sending you to Tornado Island. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, no, no. It's an what island. What the hell is Tornado Island? It's an island where tornadoes roam about so that you can conquer your fear of tornadoes. This is the worst island ever! <laughs> it's not the worst <laughs> island ever. Name a worse one. Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. Think about. Uh, Can you imagine just like perpetual storms or and just tornadoes everywhere? Right, what are we right. talking like F ones? It's like Twister. We're talking the movie. like <laughs> fuck no. But it's an island. No. <laughs> what? Don't be so freaked out. I'm not going. Listen, listen. Listen, we just, you can go there, you're just going to hang out, just have a little holiday, you know, and just, you know, relax. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll hang out in the shade. Just enjoy yourself. Brad, if there's an island with perpetual tornadoes, are they following the same track? 
is there's nothing on the surface of this island. Because if it's like Twister, then there's got some strong F4, F5s, and they would just destroy all the topsoil. So is it just like a desert with you running around avoiding these giant tornadoes? You remember that game? You remember that level of Mario, Super Mario Three, <laughs> where the tornadoes are just after you? It's not like with that. The sun on it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Do I have a Karubi boot? Because I think I'd be all right if I had a crew. If I have a raccoon tail, if this is that level of Mario, then I would be okay. Yeah. So you're not, dude. You're not think about, about what this. you just told me. You are putting me on a tornado island. Are you not for this? This has to be a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. Please make be. this be a Sci-Fi Channel so original movie. You're you're not set on this. Am I not set on it? No. So you're kind of so. Can, is there at least like underground city on Tornado Island where you just go underground? Mm. It's like okay, hey guys, this is where we get shelter from the tornadoes. We're underground. Chill. Have a little nervous. I just. But you know what? We're gonna have to go up and we're gonna have to face those fears. Good plan. Is it like Doom? Because it's all desert. Well, my question to you is, I just want to know. What are you planning to do on Tornado Island? I'm going to find that city immediately. And uh, how you're going to how you're going to come over this fear? Have you ever seen a tornado? Oh yeah. No, I mean in real life. Yeah. When have you seen a tornado in real life? I saw I saw the Tennessee tornado. One of them. Like at a distance. It's not the cloud. <laughs> the wings. The tornadoes and jet that happened at night. How did you see it? Well, like I mean, it's just out there, dude. Couldn't miss it. <laughs> it was out there. You couldn't miss it. It was like giant, crazy looking. Didn't not terrify you. Ooh, but yeah, but it wasn't coming near me, so I wasn't too worried. That's awesome that you just admitted that because I didn't think you would actually say that. I mean, like, no, I was like, it was easy, wink. But something else, that same tornado. I was at my home in Tennessee. Um, I was in the hallway with a mattress over my head because that's what they tell you to do. And it's not going to help if the tornado hits, but whatever. My sister was out at some kind of church function. We were religious at the time. Neither of us are religious now, for obvious. Well, we've talked about that on the show. Um, my mother is like in the living room like watching something or talking to me and all of a sudden she stops talking and I'm like hey mom what's up mother what's going on dead silence she's trying to find out where Katie is she runs to the phone picks it up I hear like quick dialing she says mom she called her mother I love you I see it a tornado and it's coming for us I just wanted you to know that I love you and I'm like I'm in the hall. I'm hearing all of this. My mother is breaking down, wow. calling her mother. It's over. It's we're going to get hit by a tornado. And I'm thinking, what the hell is she seeing outside the window? Because I'm not going to get up if the tornado's right. there. I mean, so I'm like kind of braced, but at the same time, like, hey, hey, mother, you might want to get under here. What's gonna make a phone call first? Hold ups. Do I get a phone call? <laughs> what is this? Ah, uh, well, you know, it's what else. So I assumed it was like. She could right. see it right there. <laughs> it's like it knocking was, at the front door. It was easily a mile or so away. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty close. Yeah. That's really close, but it was right when it, before it went through your guys' neighborhood. Yeah. Wildness. Terrified so, her. So, uh, again, what's the plan on Tornado Island? I'm imagining that I'm going in on a boat. Like, because they're not going to parachute me in. No. No, well, that's no plane is flying into stupid. this island. And they're contained to the island, so I'm assuming right. like there's some on the outskirts. And there's, like, it's like, well, like, ones so you flew to Thailand, you took a little boat from Thailand over to Tornado Island. How big is the island? Yeah, it's not too big, but it's big enough. It's got to be pretty big if it's going to house a mini tornadoes. Oh, yeah. We're talking an F5 at least, mm-hmm. or an F4. Please don't let there be any F5s. Is mm-hmm. there one on each scale? It's, it's not much bigger than the Lost Island. That's not going to do. I'm not going. <laughs> well, you're there, dude. You better come no. out of your fear. Dude, we've already paid for this. <laughs> you paid to send someone to the tornado. We want you to create Tornado Island. We want. Did you. Did Is that what we did? Does, 
That's what you've been doing with that money. That's what I've been doing with the money from you've been, the states. You've been talking to Cedric about making something more safe. I just want you to. I want you to confront your fear. Twelve billion dollars that we raise at that orphanage. I just want you to confront your fear. I appreciate Fuck that. orphans. I appreciate. I want that. you to be stronger, Brad. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. And for that, we're sending you to an island too. That's oh. adjacent to Tornado Island. Oh, what island is this? Well, for it's it, it's a mixture actually. Uh-huh. It's um rabid wasps. Oh, and lettuce island. Oh no, things I'm allergic to island. <laughs> things that you fear, not allergic. You're just fearful of them. Oh no, it's all in your head. Oh no, Honey Cunnerson's there with her. Ah! That's the only building on the island. Oh no, she's going to help you overcome it's your so fear. horrible your fear. Alex, Brad. I think we may have made a mistake. No, I think we should continue. I, well, I'm going to chill up in the underground city on Tornado Island. The problem. Maybe play some cards. Maybe just get to know the locals. Can I explain where the problem lies? I didn't fully do my research. Oh no, What's I just up? read. I just read a headline, and I didn't read the whole story. The other the the headline was was Mon- monkey phobia woman visits monkey island. <laughs> it's a woman she was afraid of monkeys so to conquer her fear this 56 year old woman unnamed d darwell she went to conquer her fear oh, so she visited island. monkey island where she was surrounded and attacked by a group of macaques no fucking way oh no Brad, we're gonna get killed on the tornado I- well i'm dead on tornado island i thought i was <laughs> for safety under this rock in the shade miss darwell said no fucking way the next thing i noticed this monkey walked up next to me and i thought oh dear then the monkey took my wrist and pounced on my right arm sinking his teeth in and hung off it he wouldn't let go he was locked on there was one man a tourist and when he saw the monkey bite me he screamed and ran off then another <laughs> monkey bit my arm and all of a sudden i was surrounded by monkeys <laughs> Miss Darwell of Petersboro collapsed and was taken to the hospital with puncture wounds and bruising. She said, I wouldn't have gone off that bloody boat if the tour guide had said there was even a slight risk. The tour guide leader said, uh, we can't control the monkeys if they decide to bite someone. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Don't come to Monkey Island, bitch. <laughs> Seriously, dude, first off, she does not have a phobia. Because I do not have a phobia of tornadoes. I mean, obviously, I've been running around with them. Um, I sat on the front porch not too long ago when there was a tornado around here. I was in my room just chilling. That tornado like, came through Cincinnati, which mm-hmm. was nothing. Not even aware what was going on. Right. So I do not have a phobia of tornadoes. Right. But even when you mentioned Tornado Island, I was like, <laughs> no idea. fucking way. Bad idea. This woman has a phobia of monkeys, and yet she volunteers to go on the island. She wanted to and conquer her fear. so pi- passively like, well, if he said there would have been a remote chance of danger, I wouldn't have gone. Bitch, you went to a monkey island. There's a lot wrong. There's a huge woman. danger of monkeys at monkey island. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> They're their own rules. How many there? monkeys am I going to see up on this monkey island? Oh, tons. Mm. No, they, thank you. Do they call it monkey island because it's shaped like a monkey? Oh. Well, no, actually, there's pretty healthy It's like population. a tourist trap, though. There's not really that many monkeys there. Oh, no, no. It, there are at least four species of monkey. Oh, watch out for those macaques. They are dangerous. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, maybe this monkey island isn't the place for me. Oh, it's safe. With my monkey phobia. Oh. You got a monkey phobia? Yeah. You worry about the monkeys? I'm terrified of monkeys. Oh, no, it's safe. Oh, is it? It's totally safe. Okay, well. We're just not responsible for the monkeys to attack you. Are you sorry? What was that? Enjoy your stay. Oh, I will. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> going on a trip. Insanity. Monkey Island. They bite our arms. Why did one just slowly go up to Why does a man climb Mount Everest? Because it's there. Monkey Island. No, uh, uh, an arm just flails, and you're like, "Oh, well, that looks tasty." Oh, meat. Um, I'm a macaque. Oh, my arm. <laughs> Who's the tourist that went? Oh, and just ran. <laughs> I love that. There's a man that's on just ran. Ah, 
monkeys. I think, what would you do? Now, this is not my situation question for you, but what would you do if you were like on an island? Uh, let's say we were there, and all of a sudden this monkey came up to me, and, and we're already like frigid, like, fuck, we're trapped on Monkey Island. We right. took a wrong turn around tornado. Well, we got sucked up in a tornado and thrown. Dropped off on Monkey Island. Mon- monkey Island. Now we're surrounded by monkeys. Where they're the dominant species. And one comes up and bites me on the arm. Just one. The others, you hear like rustling, so you assume there's more of the trees. You hear, oh, like would, there's monkeys. What would you do? I would kick that monkey. Thank you. I would kick him. You would kick him. He's on my arm like fun. Yeah. Just kick him. I would do a high kick. Like, ha, hi-ya. And then I take out like a like a bandana or something and like, mm-hmm. tear, you know, tie my hair back. Nice. And then we beat the hell out of these monkeys. Yeah, we go Rambo on these fucking monkeys. This is going to be renamed Human Island. <laughs> When we're done with it. We're going to take Monkey Island and claim it for our own. Right. Just like just like America claimed the moon. We'll claim it America too. We'll make it a America human too. island, but it'll be a territory of the United States of America. Oh. Praise him. Love it. He has risen. We will erect another Washington monument on that island. Wonderful. I'm down. Even better, could we erect like a half a Statue of Liberty instead? When you say half, for, is, like, she, is she clothed sake? or no? No, 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 just half like like in Planet of the Apes. It'll yes. be ironic. Yes. Welcome to Monkey Island. <laughs> they almost had us. Welcome to former Monkey Island. We're surviving in the future now. Oh. We showed it to him. We got him. We're going to have one monkey with like a collar on his neck and just have Caesar and yeah. put him in a cage. Right. Just so, the, just so they just know. To, just to taunt. Just to taunt the other monkeys that may be in hiding. We need to teach one to say. Trying to form a rebellion. We need to teach one to say. And no, or like, no. Well, it can just squeal. I mean, it'll sound like yeah, no. Yeah, it'll be fine. Whatever. Ah, oh, the best. We'll teach those monkeys. We're going to beat them into submission, yes. and they're going to be our slaves. That's right. And they'll do all of our chores for us. Wow. There's they'll a- get smarter and smarter and evolve more to become better at doing their job as our slaves. And eventually. No. Oh, fuck. No, Brad. Oh, fuck. I keep telling you to avoid Gah! these instincts. Why everything, you- everything I do ends up in Planet of the Apes' future. It really is. And it's weird, dude. Anything. Anything. Anything that happens, you're just like, all right, it's cool. You know, we'll enslave them. We'll help them learn, you know, and all of a sudden they'll gain their independence. I was going to- and pretty soon they'll over the fuck. I'm in a post-apocalyptic future and monkeys are running around. Or I- ants or birds or whatever the, you talk day, about. I was, I was going to go buy a pair of shoes. You don't hate buying shoes. You really do hate buying I, shoes. I loathe it. It's the worst thing ever for it me. It was when we went when you bought your new shoes. It was kind of, I mean, it was a, it was a challenge for me. I was like, well, let's go find you some shoes, dog. And you did not want to buy shoes. I was, it was very. We eventually painful. found you some awesome shoes, though. Uh, yeah, they're okay. But the thing is, it's <laughs> like okay. I was like, maybe I'll buy a backup pair of shoes. Maybe something a little more cash, a little, little less dressy, a little more cash. Yeah, you know, for whatever. Yeah. And I like a go. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just find something that has like a, a foot size similar to mine. So I'm looking, and I find. I find at the zoo. I find there's there's a, there's an ape there has a foot size similar to mine. Why am I like, at a zoo? Well, you know, it was just rolling around. Wait, did you go to shoe carnival? I did. You went to shoe carnival, dude. No, and a monkey probably came up because it's a carnival. It's a and carnival. It was like it was like a promotion. I was like, hey, his feet are about the same size as mine. So I thought I would send him to. But he wasn't smart enough. So I thought, okay, well, what we're gonna do is experimental procedures. To um, jack up his intelligence. Why did you go there first? I you don't stop doing that. Like seriously. Like, but if a monkey could go get shoes for that. me, and I didn't have to, I mean, Grant, I should have just bought them online, like most people do. That have, have the internet, shoes. have computers, have something well, without emotion. I just thought it'd be easier if I had a monkey angry. do it and cuter. It is more adorable. It's so adorable. But you know, then, that is oh, but that, then that create a whole race of super intelligent apes, and they took over the world. 
There is first so stupid. First, really seriously, stop doing that. You're going to get us all into trouble. No. Second, the internet really isn't as cute as like monkeys or, no. or other animals. No, and oh, that's the one thing that Zapato. dot com. Type in enter your credit card number. Hey, how about I just give a monkey a fifty? <laughs> See what he comes back with. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get burnt on that. Are you sure that monkey's not going to come back with a fifty? <laughs> no, he'll come back with something that he's purchased. Now sometimes they come back with little boys a bag of potato chips. Sometimes the bag and then eat them in front of you. Yeah, and take your shoelaces. Well, he does that sometimes. But that's you know, for me, the it's worth losing the fifty because it's a story. It's a story. You know, it's funny. I get a smile on my face, and when I have my shoes, I just frown. And that, it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. You're saving yourself some time and some money with that fifty to that. Saving monkey. some cows. Brad, please tell me where Monkey Island is. Off the coast of Thailand. So it is off the coast of Thailand. Hang a right after Tornado Island. Hang a right. Before you get to Wasp and Lettuce Island, which is a weird combo. (laughs) Watch that. You know, watch that. Dude, no one's going to go to that island. The worst. Stay away. The worst. Lettuce is native calorie food. And Wasp, I mean, they're evil. Insects, if anything, is considered evil. For reals. Watch Billy the Exterminator. Ooh, Wasp, dangerous. What network is that on? That's on A&E. Thank you. Brad, I got a situation for you. Awesome. What year is it? It's 2010. 2010. The beginning of a new decade. Mm. A decade unlike any other that has ever preceded it. Brad, we need another. You can't stop the music. What? We need another one for a new generation. For a new generation. Now, we all know that You Can't Stop the Music will forever go down in history as the movie that solves all the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a wonderful entertainment value yeah. that really spoke completely of what the 80s was going to be like. It, right. it, it told the future yeah. in more ways than one. Right. But we also know that Hollywood likes to remake things, and maybe that's for the best. Mm-hmm. Karate Kid in 1984 was great. It resonated then. But the audience is a little different now, so, you know, we need to remake it. New gen. I guess, right? Yeah, for a new gen. Yeah, Predator came out back in the day, and that was good for that day. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the man of the 80s. It's a man for Brody, any day. Adrian Brody, the man of today. Well, I don't know about that. Well, just... Schwarzenegger forever. Well, yes. I mean, I love the Brody. It's like you can't stop the music, but, but Hollywood, new generations, they don't understand that. So they need a new one. You need to make a new You Can't Stop the Music. All right. Okay, now here's the here's the, here's the the twist, though. All right. We're going to have to go with a more recent musical band. Ah. So same story, basically, but who... Who are you going to choose? What musical group are you going to choose to represent that's going to issue us into this brand Mm. new decade of the 20 teens? All right. And what story will they tell? All right. Well, let me me, me explain something. Okay. The village... I mean, you know, can't stop the music, village people. Dude, if you say Prussian blue, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> yes, Prussian Blue. No, no, we don't. really we need we need, we, need, we need an Aryan musical. Don't do Prussian Blue. But I, I was really that's I amazing. For some reason you were just that's, saying that's that, amazing. I, like, I can't let him say that. <laughs> I would go. I would flip the freak out. No, no, not Prussian Blue. <laughs> I'm weirded out that your mind went there. Um, I thought you were going to go there. No, I'm going to say this. What the village people. And you can't stop the music. Did it also? It put the kernel in your kernel an idea in your head about accepting homosexuality very covertly. All right. Well, accepting who you are and who. Right, right, right. But there's there's not just homosexuality. Right, but it's there. You know, there's homosexuality there, which was um, for 1980. That's wild. You know, subversive. Some might say. Hmm. Well, I think 
I think, and you know, now today, we're, I think we're much more tolerant and comfortable with homosexuality. Oh, definitely. Well, so, there was a gay pride parade just the other yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Me and my roommate went to. We're not gay, but we're going out there to support Supports. people being themselves. Right. I think instead of a band made up of homosexuals, I think it should be a band made up of furries. No, Brad, you're We've helped the furries bit. before. Now, we're going to get to the band. Okay, okay. But I'm just going to say the characters are going to... They just happen to be furries. So that's the twist in this. Right. Twist part. This is the modern the music twist. group that we're choosing to do right. this movie on. That's real. Right. Twist part. They're all going to be furries. Just happen to be furries. It's not going to be a big furries. deal. It's not going to be mentioned a lot, but it's going to be there. You know? Sometimes they have to have fursuit. What, what about it? So I think to myself, what band should be a band of furries? Okay. Or maybe is a band of furries in secret, but they're they're not they haven't revealed that yet. Which maybe this will be the first time that they reveal. All right, who is it? All right, and it's got to be somebody. It's kind of kind of past their prime. A little bit past their um, well, but, not necessarily. But maybe I mean, they're coming back. 2010 and forward. Who knows what's going to happen? It's a crazy new decade. You know what I've heard? I heard that uh, new kids on the block were getting back together and doing a little reunion tour, and it's been going really well. No way. Hey, new kids, it's okay. It's all right to be a furry. So you're going to go with New Kids on the Block as furries? Dude, that is old. I'm shaking it up. I don't know if that's going to work. Shaking it up. I mean, I think even the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC would have been crazy old. That, yeah, that would have been crazy old. But I'm going to step back. You're going to step back. You're, you're going with New Kids on the Block, and I'm going to step forward. They're furries. Hmm. So Michael right. Phelps <laughs> will be stepping in. Please cast this movie. Michael, Michael Phelps, Phelps. Um, he's going to be stepping in there. He's going to have a, an illustrious reality show career after this. Absolutely. Absolutely. When he's not stoned. Oh! Because oh. that one time he smoked pot, which is apparently a big deal. He's probably smoked it more than that. He looked really experienced in that photograph. Surely. Who hasn't? It's 2010. I've never smoked marijuana in my I, life. I haven't, I haven't either, but you know. People do, don't they? I guess. I don't know. People got to get high some way. Well, God's too. You're getting high on life. You're getting high through some false means. People are depressed either way, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's sad on the inside. <laughs> Yikes. Sobering realizations. It's a dark episode. There's your secret. I want you to draw a picture of that and send it to me, Alex. <laughs> oh. Okay, so now I'm I'll <laughs> send you a picture of just water droplets that are tears. <laughs> Please do. And I'll put and it up on the Facebook page. I my insides are filled with tears. My body is just a tear pump on the inside. So, oh, Michael Phelps is a new Bruce, Bruce Jenner Jenner. character. Really, dog? You're going to go with <laughs> new, kids on, new kids on the block as furries. I thought you were going to go with something else. Jonas Brothers. Any group uh, of people. I think new kids is a little funnier. New kids just have a, a, enough people. I think they've got the pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They got the moxie to get this yeah. done. Yeah. I can't even think of any real boy bands that have really been popular recently, so maybe that is the best choice. Yeah. Who are you going to get to replace Valerie? Who's the uh, new Valerie? So we got we to have a 2010. Who's going who's gonna to be it? Uh, I think we're going to go with Carmen Electra. Really? She's a former model, a little bit washed up, much like Valerie Perrine. This was kind of her swan song. Do you think that's really going to... Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Because looking back at the, you can't stop the music. It seems like she was in her prime. Like she was, she was the end of her prime. Okay. So we'll let Carmen Electra go out on this one. Okay. Are there any? I mean, there really aren't famous models now, are there? Can you think of any famous I models? I think there's actually famous models as, as far as. But is there not that are celebrities that are? Yeah. Like actually I'm talking about celebrity models. models. I don't think so. I think Carmen Carmen Electra. I think Carmen Electra is about ready to end her career. 
Well, Tyra Banks, maybe. Her, ah, I, I can't. She is kind of. She's, I, ooh, that bitch is really dumb. Yeah. Like, too dumb. Very, very in your face, too. Yeah. I, too much. Can't do it. Can't do it. I, I think I think we go with Carmen Electra. Because she's with, I mean, you gotta realize, New Kids on the Block, older. Alright, we got Phelps, awkward as fuck. Have you seen the guy? Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is really, she, she needs to stop her career right now. Because she, she's done. She's done, though. She's getting too old. But she, I think she can still pull it off one last time. Give us... Give us a Lulu. A Lulu. Oh, wow. It's a, just whatever comes to you. Chelsea Handler. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I can almost see her as uh, a Valerie, too, in her own way. But, uh, no, because no, she's, no, she's rascally and slutty. Lulu. Lulu should have a bigger part in this yeah. one. But yeah. Whatever. Now here's the here's the important one, Brad. We knew this was coming. I'm doing well. All right. <laughs> Who's gonna be the new Gutenberg? I was forgetting about Gutenberg. How can you forget about Gutenberg? Well, how can you replace Steve Gutenberg? I don't know if he can. Does he have a kid? <laughs> Gutenberg Jr. Um, let's see. Who's got that charm? Who's got that charisma? Who's who's, who's got that appeal? Whose time is now? Whose time is now? Whose time is now? God, the best opening. Oh, so good. So Ooh, good. Brad, give me names. Oh. Oh. Fuck. This is hard. How do you how do you replace a star from the sky? How do you pluck a star out of the sky and replace it? How about someone who's also kind of on the way out? Not because Gutenberg really no, is no. starting out right. Yeah, so he's starting out. Somebody what it's would just you say about Zach Efron. Uh, a little young ish, but he's older now. Yeah. I almost said Beebs, but Beebs is too young. Oh no, Beebs is crazy too young. Beebs is way too young, and Just I don't want to see a movie with Beebs. Um, leave it to Beaver remake. He's kind of young. Yeah, he has to be a Wally. No, I guess he could be. No, he'd be Beaver. <laughs> leave it to Beaver. <laughs> in three, I would, I would, I would go and see Leave It. I would go see Leave It to Beaver in three D. What would be three D about it? I don't know. What the fuck's three D about anything? Is Justin Bieber even really popular anymore? He was there for like a few months, and now it's just like, eh. I mean, people love Biebs. They love their Biebs. Kids? Yeah. Tweens. I haven't heard his music on the radio. Tweens, teens, middle-aged women. It's a weird demographic. Why is that a demographic? That is weird. I think Twilight had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, like, teens, kids, teens, and then, teens, oh, yes. Teens, tweens, and middle-aged women. Because we're lonely. We get extra time. Oh, um, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. So much crying on the inside. So much. So, so many, many tears pictures that need to be sent to us. So many pictures of tears that will be emailed to me. Okay. Yikes. Um. So oh. Who, who are you thinking? Zac Efron is a no, I guess. I'm really struggling. Shia LaBeouf. Why the fuck not? He's in everything else. This is his time to shine. This is his time. 2010. Give me Shia. Give me Shia on roller skates. Shia LaBeouf. He's wacky. I could kind of see him as a Gutenberg yeah. sub. I mean, it wouldn't be as great as Gutenberg. No, nothing try. nothing will. Gutenberg will have to make... Could Gutenberg be the record executive? Yes, please. I like this. Is there anything else you want in this? Anything else to make it? Because I think it's gold. I think I it's think, solid. Solid gold. Like in 3D, though? Sure, why not? That's my film. That's your film. It's going to be awesome. We'll see what happens in this new decade. Wonderful new time. It'll be such a great time. And the furries, they're going to get their day. 
Finally. The whole movie, they're just dressed in full flurry, furry costumes. Oh, yeah. And much like, you can't stop the music, there's a montage of uh, Shia just like skating through. Like, is it New York again? Yeah, gotta be. Gonna do a revamped well, version of New York. Yeah, that song has to be in this. Yeah, so there you go. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been a great year. We've been here for a year. We're going to continue to be here. We're going to um, be here more frequently now. Yeah. Why not? Why the heck not? For you. For you, the listeners. For your ears. We would love to hear from you. Please get back at us. Please. You can call us at 206-339-5894. Visit our website, curiositybounce.com forward slash Ramjack. Drop us an email, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, we're up on the Twitter and the Facebook. iTunes. Go there, subscribe, leave a review. Do what you gotta do, please. Of course, send us the drawings. Really, send us a drawing of you listening to the podcast for a year. Send us wow. a time-lapse drawing. Like, send you before and after, and see if your life is better or worse in your I'm drawing. I'm on board for that one. Please do. And send it, send it, to, the, send it to the email address, or whatevs, and uh, we'll post it up on our Facebook group for all to see. Guys, when you're sending us those fears... And if you're a Leatherman, don't send us something silly like you're nervous. Because Leathermen don't get nervous. Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> I would also go to add maybe your fursonas. Or another fursona. Share with it. Don't share with your own fursona, because that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> this is much is for me, and this is much is for Mr. Whiskers. Ooh. Mr. Whiskers being, oh, yes, you're... Uh, my fursona. Your fursona, yes. Now I'm going to um, go put on my suit. Mmm, someone's left me half of a sweet potato. Nom, 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 nom. It was me, myself. I'm crying on the inside. And then I draw a picture of it, and I send it to Ramjack. Brad. Please.